Let's do it. Live from the Pathway Studios in Johnston Proper, you are live from the path. We're not animals, Mike. <laughs> We're not animals. I don't know why you. I don't know why you would tell us the mute buttons don't work. If you wouldn't have brought it up, no one would have tried any of this shit again. One of us would have done anything. We just been. As soon as you go, hey man, just a heads up, boys. Mute buttons don't work. You've known him since the beginning, literally. You've known me for a while. Of course, if you tell us, hey, no mutes today. You got to be quiet. Uh, okay, that's true. That's my fault. All right, you're listening live from the path. Here's what we got going on the show. Uh, this evening, hey, legit, legit, we got two, we got a couple stories that I want to talk through. the The first one was uh, Dan found a story that says uh, six ways, six sins you didn't know you were guilty of. I think we need to know. Wow, yeah. I mean, I've been cover to cover. I can't believe there's going to be surprises. <laughs> these, are, these are ones you didn't know. Yeah, you just you weren't you aware that was happening. These in that Bible you've been reading. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna cover these, uh, and we'll just we'll just see if these are hitting you. All right, you know, this is time for uh, self reflection. Can we? Can we? quickly determine who might have the most i yeah. think i might be five or six yeah i agree mike's a mike's a four or six sure dan's a two no i think uh, dan uh, i think Booba, you're six to six you didn't it, <laughs> the sixth one was humility oh, you, cats. you <laughs> arrogant turd oh, i knew i was gonna click that one all right dan's two or six ben is ben is f- three or six ben's also six to six yeah ben's also six to six all right yeah uh, let's see. And then there was, there was, I found, I don't even know how I got onto this thing. <laughs> there was like a, a, t- a thread, a Twitter thread. It's <laughs> um, always a good start. One, a, a threeter. And so this lady was talking about, um, I, I think basically how she broke up with Jesus. And I'm like, oh, okay. But like, I, I was actually super compelled by this story. Yeah. Because I thought we've got some, we've got some thought to do here. We've got some thinking to do as a church. Um, because I don't, I don't know. After I read this, I thought I don't find. I, I think there's answers to some of the things, but I don't find this outrageous. What this woman has said, mm-hmm. she's not the only one. I mean, they're, they're, it's, right? Yeah, yeah. We've heard that before. Yes. It just this was in writing. That's right. And yeah. so I, I thought it was it was well like succinctly enough articulated that like, how do we respond to this? Either as a church or to this person or as individuals, um, I want to talk through that. I think it's I think it's a, a healthy exercise. I kind of thought if, if if I were her, I might have done the same thing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, mean, I read that. I thought, yeah, yep, yeah. <laughs> I could see that. Sure, <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, which which interesting. It like it makes you think of the phrase like "by the grace of God go I." But like, if it's not the family that I was surrounded with, or the or the churches that I've been involved with, or the friends or the spouse, you're like it's it's just so easy. To, to have your 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 frame of reference shift or get burned a few times and then like have it just be easier to do something else yeah. and and it easy to go you know I, I I'm, I'm this is supposed to be true but like I'm looking around and I ain't, I'm not seeing it and I'm looking in the places where I'm supposed to see it and I'm like well, I, I think I get it so anyway we're gonna we're gonna talk through that one and see what our responses would be also we got some advice on dear live from the path Mike um is there any any uh, heads up on what's going on today or Mm. We're gonna t- we're gonna shake them up, mm. shake them up, shake them up, shake them. This would be a good time to defer to Buva. I was gonna say that's the international sign of no. He does not have any preview of anything that's happening right now. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Not open you the go. mailbox. Okay. All right. Here we go. Let's start with the uh, six sins you didn't know you were guilty of. 
the the ad at the top of this thing is called the Lisa Show. Isn't that arrogant? <laughs> I mean, is this part of the article? Isn't or that an arrogant thing throw to do? That exposition out there. No, I'm, I'm just saying. Guilty. Hold on here. I'm gonna give you a cut of this, so you can see it. Uh, what do you think of that? It says the Lisa Show. Free people, real parents. The Lisa Show. Now she has enough money to advertise on the on the beliefnet.com. I'm just saying, like the Ben Show. Are, really? Are there not? That's just an arrogance to it. Like I think. A, that's it's not, not like, like she called photo, it. Is it? It's like a cartoony thing. Or is it? No, that's just her face. Maybe what are you talking about cartoon? Oh, Dan. Maybe it's, she wears a lot of makeup. That's it's not, <laughs> if she would have called it No Other Leases, that would be different. <laughs> She's just a, a sampling of the leases. Oh, a, oh yeah. No, well, she said the Lisa show. If she said a Lisa show, the mark, that would <laughs> I'm be better. one of the leases. <laughs> Any leases out maybe, there? Maybe her last name is Show. Okay. <laughs> oh, maybe so. <laughs> She's the, the Lisa show. The Lisa show show. <laughs> Okay, yeah. <laughs> this is a great idea. I'm going to open up a Ben podcast. <laughs> Not the Ben, but of Bens that are yeah. available. This is one of them. You should do a Ben. Except all Bens. A Ben that has ever been. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care for that. That's your laugh that says, I wish that was funny, what yeah. you just said. I don't like that. I, I feel wrong with the curve of your yeah. face, Booba. <laughs> Here we go. And, and, actually, whatever. Mike says that the shape of my face is weird and I shouldn't wear hats. I'm sick of it. I haven't seen the man in a while, and that was the first thing he said to me was... I think you think you're a hat man, but you're not. <laughs> and I said, hey, man, I kind of like the hat. It looks good. And he goes, no, nah, it doesn't work with the shape of your face. I said, thank you so much for immediately inventing a new thing for me to be self-conscious about. Mike Fuchs. Uh, hello, everybody. Sorry. All right. Back to the article. Thanks, friend. Okay. Let's see if Mike's, uh, Mike's problems with the world are going to show up in this list. As Christians, we are to avoid sin, but how can we avoid sin if we don't fully comprehend what it is? An easy way to think of sin is the concept of missing the mark. Uh, if a sports player, I don't, okay, we don't care. Uh, anyway, it may be that sin that is just underneath the surface. It may be uh, the ones we consider acceptable that are sabotaging us. These often go undetected, but have a bigger impact on us than we even know. Here are six sins that you need to pay attention to. Hey, man, here's a here's a bigger advertisement for the Lisa show, but it's still her face. <laughs> She's Download really, the podcast now. I wonder how much it costs to advertise on beliefnet.net, beliefnet.com. I'm sure Wait, we can't afford it. It's beliefnet. Dot com? dot com, yeah. Beliefnet. That's a, it's weird to see net and then the dot com. Right com Christians don't know how to use the internet. <laughs> beliefnet. It's beliefgov.net. Yeah. I'd so do you can Hashtag I buy org. Yeah, beliefgov.com. <laughs> I'll pay fifty bucks. Yeah. Yeah. That domain do seems you unique. Okay. The first one, the sin of fear. 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 This is one of the most popular weapons that the enemy uses against us. Worry, anxiety, and fear can overwhelm us with the thick shadow of darkness, controlling our every move and decision. The Bible tells us, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. While there are countless verses that remind us that with God we don't have to fear, we Christians tend to be fearful a lot. We're constantly afraid to make decisions or to step into dangerous situations because we are scared of the outcome. This is not what God intended for the church. The love of God and our faith in God should cast out all fear. Is it a sin, though? I was just about, you know, like, there was were commands in the moment of, like, an angel showing up to someone's, like, right. body and scaring the crap out of them. Well, I think that's why she set it up, though. She's not saying they we have rebelled against God by fear, but we have missed the mark of what he expects of us in faith. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but I feel like point. that's kind of a... Yeah. I mean, would you, if someone... I mean, would it be fair to say that Jesus died for your fear? Seems a little... Yeah. It's elevated. So, I, yeah. but like, um, if I neglected, um, 
I, it's, it's a good point. I, I wonder if it feels like a bit of a scansion where you're like, um, what? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, What's a, what do you mean? What do I mean? You think I'm, I'm worried about some other word besides scansion? <laughs> 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 I was going to say, Ben, you take that sentence back. You find the one word that Mike might have gone, what? <laughs> I'm going to say this the whole show. That's a real scansion. What could you be asking about? <laughs> no, go ahead, Ben. Here's Fire the, out with I'm it. I'm actually pretty sure I used that incorrectly. I didn't even use it right. <laughs> I, of course, knew that. <laughs> um so it's a um, it's it's a twisting of just because like it could apply to both doesn't mean the severity of both. Like yeah, right. I might miss yeah. the mark, I might miss an opportunity to walk with Jesus for my own benefit today by not praying constantly. But that's not the same thing as like God said, do this thing, and you missed the mark, and it created a debt. It's not a debt right. creation; it's a miss of an opportunity. Right. Whereas yeah. if I yes. if I randomly punch a guy on the street and and steal his wallet, I created a debt into right. the world. And that's yeah. not quite the same thing. So I think maybe just be careful. Only because like, why is it important to protect that distinction? Is that like fear is is a lot more nuanced and gray than this than yeah. like uh hey man why are you afraid at that angel in front of you uh because i'm rebelling against the lord <laughs> because okay. a creature with a thousand eyes just showed up in front of me and it's really freaking bright he's got a fiery sword <laughs> yeah he's looking right at me incredibly loud did you notice that don't fear thanks yeah. okay that's the voice of many waters i shouldn't be worried at all yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. I, it's it's hard to call that a sin. I mean, I I know what she's saying. I would agree with her in principle. Yeah, fear. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's not fear and let's let's. Yeah, we tend to use it more as an let's encouragement, grow. though, right? Like, uh, like to say, like, uh, like your fear doesn't get to own you. Like, God is the answer to that fear. Yeah. Not if you don't let God be the answer to the fear, because your natural broken humanity. All of a sudden, it is a sin against the holy God. Right. It's a stretch into anxiety. Oh, my my daughter's out later than I expected right. with the car. And where is she? Oh, no, she's in a ditch. She's, you know, blah, blah, blah. All the, your, your mind starts playing. You guys haven't got that far yet, but uh, oh, no. you will. Oh, no. I <laughs> yeah. had to, I yeah. was I was actually anxious. I, I, I've, uh, you, you, okay, I'm going to be just, maybe this is too transparent here, but like I had uh, a boil. No. <laughs> no. Go ahead, Ben. It's more no. of a rash. It was started in my armpit, and it made it, <laughs> and it made its way. Um, no, but like uh, I, I remember thinking, you know, my, my I got teenagers in my house, and uh, the, the teenagers and the, and the mom tended they 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 cackle with each other, and so you know I think it's, most of my mind I think uh, I mean it's teenagery stuff, it's girl yeah. teenagery stuff, it's you know it'll it'll shake. But then I, I just kind of look at the world around me and I go, you know, it does feel like more and more people are not shaking things that feel like they should have passed by already. Uh, and and I and and I remember just some conversations that were going at my house recently, and even tonight. And and like I, you know, I think I think you know one of my kids you know didn't feel great after the conversation, and it was too bad. I you know you don't want to feel that way. Um, but we were trying to encourage her in something that was ultimately right. And then I just, it just, for some reason, there was a moment about 30, 30 seconds to a minute. I just became very, I was sad and I, and I got worried and I thought like, this is a passing thing. It's that teenagers go through. And I thought, well, what if it wasn't though? Uh Like, what if it hung? Mm -hmm. What if it hung? And it shouldn't. And it's, and this stuff is just normal and, and healthy. But like, there's, there's people that are my age that have been carrying around 
mama daddy wounds and you know stuff that they felt and like some legit but some things where it felt like there was a path to kind of grow through it but for some reason or another it never happened and there was just like a it washed over me a bit and i I got a little bit anxious about it for that reason because i thought well what if it didn't shake what if she's feeling a way about herself or about her parents or about the situation and something that she should grow stronger from instead becomes an anchor on her and so I don't know. It happened to me tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, fear. I, I think it just be it's it. Be, I, the other example, like I, I thought of, was like it's like telling your kid if if this is God speaking to people and it's storming outside and it's the difference between saying, "Hey, don't be afraid, buddy. It's just a storm. We're going to be just fine," or "Stop being afraid, you festering jackwagon." Right. Like, okay, he's not missing the mark. He he's. He needs encouraged how to deal with a situation that is bigger than him, and I think that's what's going on here. And mm-hmm. that's often how God is interacting with us. And then, uh, yeah, I think we get this. This feels wrong a little bit on how. So, so we're kind of disagreeing with Lisa. I think so. Even though she has her own show, is this her? Is this actually Lisa? That's she advertising doing on her own. Oh, wait, a I didn't even think about that. Who's this written by? Leslie White. You think that's a pseudonym? Just a real Les- poorly thought out one. Lisa's Lisa got her own Leslie. ghostwriters. <laughs> yeah. I like the art on this thing. Is some like lonely dude trucking down the road on a on a dirt road? Yeah, because it's not a real Christian article if it's not got a photo like. Look at, at this! The top. Look at this forlorn Freddie. Oh, sweet Moses! If that's not an album cover to at least twenty Casting Crowns albums, yeah. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I'm guilty of fear. Um, okay, okay, next one. Comfort, comfort. We love comfort. We like things to stay the way we like kind them. Kind of the definition of comfort, isn't it? <laughs> like stuff I like. <laughs> That's the definition of a church potluck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who really wants to be forced out of their comfort zone? But we can't disciple to others when we're hooked on being comfortable. Too many people in the church turn comfort into an idol. When this happens, it is so easy for small differences of opinion on insignificant matters to cause people to fight and things to break down. I don't think comfort is the problem on that last one. There's no, I think we tied two things together with a real loose string. Yeah. Now is that is that getting close maybe to Revelation and, and the the seven churches and the apathy thing? Did Jesus call that sin or he just said to repent? I mean, apathy and comfort are, are two different yeah. things though. Yeah. Like it's the tie together where they said too many people in the church turn comfort into an idol. Yeah. When this happens, it's easy for small differences of opinion on insignificant matters to cause people to fight. That I don't see that correlation. I don't understand the. That's correlation. not a comfort problem. Yeah, no, that's, that's not, not that's not a comfort problem at all. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that one was weird. I mean, once again, like the Bible speaks against uh, finding value or or placing all of your value in worldly comfort. Yeah. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Like if God calls you to uh, bits of comfort and bits of uncomfort, um, we're okay with all those things because in the end, uh, ultimate comfort will be. And so, like, I don't know that it's a sin to want comfort. Um, certainly, to I mean, all these are true. Like, if you, it's a sin to worship any of these things to put the yeah. any of these things in God's chair. That's that is certainly a problem. Yeah. So yeah. So if you had to call it like, what's a uh, there is a sin in here that says, look, God has a has a way of uh, doing something. He's calling me into something. He's asking me to, to do something, and right. instead I'm choosing me. Okay. Yeah, the if sin is not following yeah. the command the that you're supposed to be doing. That's right. It's that's not right. that you're comfortable. It's the fact that if God's called you out of said comfort and you said no. Yes, that's right. That's the problem. That's right. That's uh. right. I imagine Solomon was comfortable in some parts of yeah. his life. It kind of happens. Yeah. Yeah, because the opposite of this makes it sound like, oh, you got a cushy couch, do you? Right. You gluttonous pig. <laughs> like, yeah. Did you realize you're sinning because you like your pillow? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, I just had a conversation last week where – 
Uh, I have a very uh, a pretty full schedule most of the time, and uh, someone has invited me to more, do more. Now I'm doing less. I'm not changing anything, but but add more to my plate. Yep. And uh, I guess going through this filter, I'm thinking I cannot use the excuse of comfort to say, well, I don't think I will. I, sh- I'm, I'm, I guess I'm not in prayer and right now. Praying right now is God. Is this what you want me to do? Right. Yeah. That's yeah, right. Um, discernment there. Yeah. So I guess yeah. I'm just thinking out loud. I mean, like right. Uh, I don't see me saying no because no, I like to have my Thursdays from ten to eleven free time. Yeah. You know, it's like no, that's <laughs> or whatever. It is. Right. Yeah. I gotcha. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's right. So, but that rolls up to the same thing. Like, are you saying no to God and saying yes to yourself? Well, that's the problem, whether it's right. comfort yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't think it's also not wrong. Well, yeah, whatever. You're gonna, you're gonna, you don't ache because you, you know, you got to bed at a decent time, or because you did have, you know, we did b- b- block off Thursdays to, to with other things that are important. Like, I'm comfortable around my family. Well, you should hate your family because yeah. <laughs> right, <laughs> leave, leave them. Comfort is of the devil, <laughs> right? Because there's other parts of Scripture like God is for you, right? Like He knows you, He loves you, like He built in a whole Sabbath day of I was just rest say that. and gave comfort. you a day of rest for a reason, right? And yeah. so, like, uh, He's not against your comfort. Um, <laughs> he's basically saying, like, I mean, He wouldn't call you out of a out of um, comfort if he didn't have a good reason to, right? right? Either to help change you or to change other people or bring what he's trying to. And so basically what you're saying is like God's priorities are this, which are covering a lot more ground than mine currently are. Right now yeah. my tuchus feels feels nice, right? If I had to get up and walk three miles to accomplish God's purposes, I'm assuming God's going to make that three miles dead worth it. And he always does. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So like it's basically is a mistrust of God. It's saying, I don't trust you when I when you're asking me to trade my comfort, what is it exactly you're asking me to trade it for? And like God has never come up wanting in the delivery of what he's asked you to change. Right. Right. It kind of it made me think about like what's one of the if I had to look back at my life and go, what's one of the greatest gifts that I feel like God has, has, has given me, it's it's my spouse, right? And so if I look and say, boy, thank you, God, I, I have someone who I can be myself with, I can be comfortable with, and then I have to believe that God gave me a wife simply so I can have something to get rid of because she's a risk to me. And like, it don't, <laughs> right. it don't sniff right. She's making you pretty comfy there. <laughs> That's right. I'm feeling a little too comfortable, babe. I got to split. <laughs> uh, okay, number three. Oh, shoot. I missed it. Worry. As Christians, we are chronic. I mean, everybody's a chronic warrior. We are often convinced that we can handle everything on our own, which gives us a false sense that we are in control when only God is in control. That is a sin. Yeah. The Bible tells us. I'm not sure that's how I would define worry, though. Agreed. Often people worry because they're very, it's very clear to them that they're not in control. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so, and, and they may not trust God, or they it's may. The what if. Yeah, e- yeah. Even, and because, here's the thing, a right understanding um, a right understanding of God's sovereignty complicates this, right? Like a, a, a misunderstanding that says, oh, I don't worry about this. God has got this all under control. It doesn't mean, but like if you recognize God's sovereignty, it means that he may not agree with you or may not do the thing that you're expecting. And so it's it's the fear of the unknown um, causes people to worry. I don't know what how God will react in this situation. Yeah. And I mean, it's a it's a it's a process. I think to go through a sanctification to start turning that over and being and trusting God in those things. But like, um, yeah, I, I'd be. I don't think the back thing. I don't. Think, I wonder if this is written by AI. Like they just. Uh, <laughs> They went and found a bunch Don't of Christians. Don't be comfortable, That's human. It. Lisa's a robot. <laughs> Stop worrying. That's right. Lisa's a robot. That's why Dan thought she was an anime. <laughs> well, that was my angle on, on, yeah. on the screen. 
Uh, he says, uh, don't worry, our, Dan, I don't think she's going to uh, watch this podcast. The Bible tells us, cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. First Peter 5, 7. Our Heavenly Father doesn't call us to carry this heavy burden. God takes care of us. When speaking to his disciples, Jesus gave two reasons why we should not worry. First, he says that we should not worry because of who we are. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? If he takes care of the birds, will he not take care of us? Jesus is ultimately telling us that when we worry, we diminish our value. Again, I'm not sure I'm not sure that's a diminishment of your value. It's a um I, I think you're not living life abundantly. We're stepping right. back from blessing that yes. could be ours yeah. if we all, lived. All that of this abundant. is yeah. is the missed opportunity on, yeah. on on living the way that God has called us to live versus the sin that separates us from God entirely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, Both like, of which God longs to reconcile, but in different in different ways. Yeah, no. It, yeah. It, the life that that is is Going in line with these things is not a sinful life based off of these. It is a life of missed opportunity in the in the life that God calls us into abundance in his commands and the things that he has set for us. Right. You know, we don't worry because he's working in our lives. We don't fear because he's got our back. All of those things. But, like, that's not the sin there. That's just the we are missing things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let me let me enjoy a quick diversion into Second Kings chapter six. Okay. Once, when the king of Syria was warring against Israel, he took counsel with his servants, saying, "At such and such a place shall be my camp." But the man of God sent word to the king of Israel, said, "Beware that you do not pass this place, for the Syrians are going to be down there." And the king of Israel sent to the place about which the man of God told him. Thus he used to warn him, so that he saved himself there more than once or twice. And in the mind of the king of Syria was greatly troubled because of this thing, and he called his servants and said to them, Will you not show me who of us is for the king of Israel? Convinced there's a spy in his camp that's ratting out where he's going to have all his stuff. Right. And one of his servants said, There's no spies here, O king, but Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. Creepy. <laughs> and he said, We'll go and see where he is, that I might send and seize him. It was told him, Behold, he's in Dothan. So he sent these horses and chariots and a great army, and they came by night and surrounded all of Dothan. When the servant of the man of God arose early in the morning, so this is, uh, this is Elisha's servant, yep. he arose early in the morning and went out, behold, an army with horses and chariots was all around the city. And the servant said, alas, my master, what shall we do? That sounds like worry and fear to me. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. The master Elisha says, do not be afraid, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Then Elisha prayed and said, O Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. So the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. And when the Syrians came down against him, Elisha prayed to the Lord and said, Please strike this people with blindness. <laughs> so he struck them with the blindness in accordance with the prayer of Elisha. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, they, they lead him off to so another it land. It was not a prayer of repentance. Yeah. That, was, <laughs> so, right. so, so we read this story. Uh, for one of two reasons. One, the servant's reaction when he walks out of the house and is surrounded by a great oh, vast army goes, oh boy. Yeah. Oh geez. I think rough. I'm worried. Elisha, you seen these guys? I have fear. There's a giant army here. There's just the two of us. And then Elisha prays to God and says, show him yeah. the reality of the situation. Right? And so like some of this, this fear and some of this worry, like God is well aware that we don't see all of the actual reality. Right, and so this is where I'm having a hard time listing this as a, a, a we'll call it a burden of sin to wear. Mm-hmm. Right, like most sin, like we take on and we go, I've I, I can recognize God's behavior versus my behavior. 
and I'm failing here, but I am not currently capable of taking in the reality that God is, right? And so when, when Elisha prays that the young man could see what's actually going on here, the Lord opens his eyes to the spiritual realm, and there are chariots of Jesus' fire covering the land. Nothing is going to happen that God has not designed to happen right here. Yeah. And so uh, I, I only read that one because uh, I read that this morning for some reason, and it really stuck with me. And then this conversation comes back up around, and I go, look, um, I, I do believe that like sometimes we fall into sin sin when we worship worry or we worship fear, you know, like when it will keep us from doing something, opposed to saying, God, open my eyes and let me see that you have this covered so I may walk boldly yeah. and do this thing, even though my 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 failing human heart and body, we're, I'm not handling this well. But I know you got it because you told me to go. So here, let's go. She's saying that the, the sin is not the fear it, it, or, or the, the worry. What was the topic? Yes. Um, it's it, it's what happens as a result of or what doesn't happen yes, as a result. Yeah, like the reaction uh, to so it. That's probably why she says we don't think you don't know your sinning, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's just underneath the skin there. It's like uh, yeah. yeah, okay. So yeah. we're just being careful here to hold, like we talked about this when we were talking about pharisaical type behavior when it comes to like. Um, like with that Chandler article we talked about, right? Like we set up fences in your life to keep you from approaching sin, and it's not a sin to hit that fence. Right. Like it's a sin yeah. to plow through the fence. But when you hit the fence and go, whoa, I'm getting really close to where I don't want to be, I'm going to bounce. That's oh, that's just right reaction. That's the fence doing its job, yeah. right? No one needs to be mad, upset, down on themselves, or you know, beg repentance because you ran into a fence. That's why you put up the fence. Yeah. So, like, I, I just I struggle only because some of the implications of what she's trying to say <clears throat> actually adds uh, an unnecessary burden on you that Jesus is not putting on right. you. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 He's more saying, "Let me help you." Yeah. Right. That's right. So don't worry. That's don't, right. Don't fear. That's also, I, I will carry the yoke. Right. Yeah, My yeah, yoke yeah. is light. Yeah. Right. Not put more yoke on you so I can go. Ha ha! I told you the yoke's heavy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's what. That's the last thing you want is a guy like if if you're have, struggling with anxiousness and worry, is to start getting on a spin on being anxious and worried about having a problem with anxiousness <laughs> <Yeah>. and worried. <laughs> right. Like as opposed to clinging to Jesus to help resolve. Now there's a sense of guilt and all the other things associated with the presence of them, and that's I think that's misunderstood. My, yeah. My, my son-in-law t- uh, tomorrow is going to um, the, the application process of being an officer, police officer. And he's he's currently an MP in the Marines. You know, I mean, he he's well qualified. Yep. He's physically fit. Uh, he matter of fact, he's in an elite group with the Marines. All all these things you could say. Uh, I'm looking at the situation, going, dude. I mean, it's a slam dunk. I mean, not only are they desperate, but it's like, duh. He is absolutely all just wound up. Like, oh no, I've got to take this mm. test, and and he's just we're like, relax. You, you're you're smart. I mean, you, you, right. you know this. You know this. Yeah. And he knows he knows this. Yeah. But but he but he's all. He he's just very you know he's he's dreamt his whole life for this yeah yeah you know, mm-hmm. so it's, it's like it's a big big moment for him um, and yeah so I don't think he's sinning but it's, but I can understand but yes so, but in, in, he enjoy the process relax get a good night's sleep go do your thing just right. be you go be yep. you you know and Mike can we start a cheesy Christian band called Chariots of Jesus Fire. You're darn right. We can. Yes. Okay. If well, it's not already taken, what's the genre? <laughs> yeah, Mike. We Google that real quick. Just double check. Yeah, I'm on. Is that a grunge or? Is I heard that you a... say chariots of Jesus fire. I'm like, that sounds awesome. Can we yeah. go, go back to 1992? We're either doing that or we're gonna call Classic our band Praise Music. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fully. We hey, are Scansion. <laughs> actually, uh, sorry. Quick diversion. 
uh, so Dan before the show was looking at this custom Monopoly board. Yes. <laughs> and so it just made me think about like the card that sends you directly to jail should have like a chariot of fire on it. Ooh. Except it, it can't be jail, right? Go to heaven, go directly to heaven. But then you get kicked out because I can't. I don't know. I gotta. I gotta we think gotta work about this up. Yeah, 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 yeah. But if you have any thoughts, if you were to say, I don't want some general Jesus board. All right, this is for elite show listeners only. Yeah. But if you list, you're a show listener, and you say, here's my ideas for this live from the LFTPopoly. <laughs> okay. I want you to call or text the complaint line five one five five one seven zero zero eight five. It's gonna happen. It's for Christmas. Okay, so Dan's, Dan's on a warpath here, so I mean, you got to get your ideas in quickly. I've got one goal in life, that's it. Yeah, that's yeah. it, as soon, soon as he's on it. I mean, he's, he's That committed. hat and Monopoly. Oh, I got the hat, that's done. That's right. Check. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I'm getting comfortable now. <laughs> I got one more project. to do. I'm here to kick kick tail and take names, and I'm done taking names. <laughs> Dan's, Dan's version is, I'm here to buy sweet hats and, and make custom Monopoly board, and the oh, hat is on me. And the hat is on me. <laughs> So, 515-517-0085. So, like, this is space options, chance and community chest. Uh, I assume that the, you got that you don't get to change the, the contents, but, like, maybe what you... I think you do. Like, the, the, the property names? Themselves? Oh, the, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, probably. Well, I suppose they'd have to match the, the properties, yeah, true, though. true, true, true. Oh. And, and I, I don't know, do you, hopefully we get to make our own little token Custom people, pieces. You know? say we're all miniatures? Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I want to be a centaur. I always have wanted guy. to. I've always, always wanted to be a centaur. <laughs> uh, Chariots of Jesus Fire is available. Dog. Yes, it is. For a band name. Well, what is it? Chariots of Jesus Fire is available. Yeah. Oh. Our first album is I've Always Wanted to Be a Centaur. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to secure your website, chariotsofjesusfiregovnet.com. Yeah. <laughs> .us. Dot .org. <laughs> Song one, Diary of a Centaur Sinner. <laughs> I'm just imagining people though. making those dona- domain names the same way same way that like old people make Facebook accounts, yeah. where their tagline is like spaghetti sauce, and it's the full recipe for their spaghetti sauce, where they're supposed to put like, in love with Jesus, or something like that. <laughs> just pasta. It's like, <laughs> Ethel, that's not where you're supposed to put that. <laughs> Oh, man, this is the best. All right. Uh, uh, let's see. So the next one was uh, gluttony. We often associate gluttony. This is hidden sins, all right? Things that you, sins you <laughs> may not even know you're committing. Something wrong with Boob's camera. <laughs> <laughs> shh, shh, shh. Can't hear it. I've been all right on these first three, but I'm really worried about this number four. Okay, I'm now, real honest with you, Ron. Now, hold on. Hold on. Do we have a if definition? If this is just underneath the skin, it's perfect. Don't, <laughs> don't get your oddly don't shaped round face it. in a button. <laughs> We often associate gluttony with weight and food, about it, but it's so much bigger than just that. Bigger? Really? <laughs> <laughs> it's I see ginormous. what you're saying here, yeah. <laughs> Lisa Show, or whoever the author was. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's so much more big-boned than that. <laughs> gluttony is truly a condition of the heart. When we are gluttonous. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, this couldn't have been worded worse. <laughs> when we are. We, we, let's chew the fat a minute. <laughs> when we are he's, he's really done this poorly. <laughs> oh, man. It's all hidden. It's all great. <laughs> Uh, this is how I know it's AI. The machines are coming back at us. Right? <laughs> Stupid human. <laughs> They'll never know that I think they're overweight. All of them. Uh, when we are gluttonous, we try to find everything we can to fill the void that God is supposed to fulfill. This takes our focus away from Jesus, the one we truly need. Now, I do think, uh, I, I do think this actually blends with what we were talking about on the, I think, the, the two ago, which is basically I choose me. 
as yeah, opposed to yeah. choosing something good that God said this is the good way to go about it to to we deal with it in other ways. I've told you like it doesn't reflect necessarily in in uh but like I, I'm a gas sta- I have a problem with gas yeah. stations. Like I just you know like or or just saying, hey, I want something I have the money, I have the vehicle, I have the flexibility, I'll go make this happen. Like there, there's a gluttony to that. There's a, there's an indulgence that I that I think that like you could look at it from a worldly perspective and go, I mean, you can. So why not? But then there's there's a lack of restraint in those types of things that I think is like can be sinful because you, you basically said I, I'm going to do what I want when I want, and the, even the posturing to the to the world and to God that way I think is dangerous. And also the word gluttony, like that's that's a Catholic thing, isn't it? Like that's yeah, is that seven, one of the seven deadly, deadly sins. sins? Yeah, yeah. And the, I was the concept of gluttony is so like broad in its actual description. It's like it's too much though. sleep or too little sleep yeah. or yes. too much food or not eating enough or dining too often and stuff like that. Like we right. we really do just make gluttony be like, oh, you shouldn't eat as much there, buddy. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, the, the Catholic description of gluttony is all over the place. That's but right. the core problem is where it's at is it's taking taking something that should be given to God and and using your own means, whether that is um, through food is the most often description of it, as a, as a coping mechanism for the way that this life is, mm-hmm. rather than running to God. It's the creation of idols in your life other than God, because those are your coping mechanisms. Those Ooh. are your defenses against what is actually happening. So rather than running to him to to have him be your foundation, you are selfishly and and in your own way creating your own foundation that is fickle and is sand. And that's what I see gluttony as. Yeah. You know, it made me think of that like um, restraint or prudence is like an implicit fast. It's, yeah. a, it's an implicit means of saying like in any given thing that God created for good, you may overindulge right. and use for wrong. And by, res- by cutting that off, like it creates a space that says I'm not going to do that in honor of right. what God created for good or or knowing that like there are people that are going without and here I am swimming in donuts or mm-hmm, whatever I'm yep. doing or or sleep or something you know yeah, whatever, whatever right. it is and so like thinking of that restraint as it almost is an offering and and as a as a fast of sorts a partial fast to without making it overly holy but yeah. just think of it that way mm-hmm. I'm not saying no because I have to I'm just saying no because I should and right. because God prescribed I should, and so I'm going to, and I'm reminded of that when I say no, and it creates a moment between you and God where you say, I can offer this. Right. I can offer my restraint here. Yep. It's an, it's, yeah. I, it's, I'm not – I'd have to vet that out fully. But like it's a way to look at it that feels mm-hmm. like it's there's value to it. Yeah. yeah. I, I, uh, I, I've always uh, fasted uh, – partial fast for my children for each semester of, of school that they're in. I'll change it up each each time. Okay. So, like, we're, we're getting toward the end now. Um, they're both getting doctorate degrees. Right? So it's been a long, long journey, right? Yep. Um, <laughs> long. Just, you a guys lot graduate? Of, no. yeah. <laughs> Couldn't so, you up gum so many times? <laughs> I only say that because, so this this last, I, I'm, I'm, like, really going at it this this time. Like, yeah. I'm going at it extreme. Uh, like, it's like, there's no bread, no noodles, no rice, no beans, no corn, no sweets. Um, I don't know, a whole list of stuff like the, wow. yep. like everything I like. But here's the deal: I say that because it sounds really impressive, but but I have a gluttonous heart, right? Mm-hmm. I always find a loophole. <laughs> Every one of these fasts, I'll find something that I allow, <laughs> and I'll and I'll overdo it. Yeah, I started this uh, fast in the the I guess it was really January, January, and uh, I started eating onion rings because they're vegetables. 
And I, I ate him every day, literally. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. I did that for about six weeks. I said, dude, you're going to kill yourself in your gluttony. <laughs> on over- right? Giving, right? Getting rid of all kinds of unhealthy right. things. Yeah. Yep. And so then I had to give up all fried foods. Cause I'm, I'm doing this to control because because that's where i go I'll, yeah. I'll go that's my happy place any kind right. of food i mean yep. um and so so i'm just the point being that the, you, you can oh you're so spiritual you're fasting no i'm a glutton yeah. and i'm going to throw you right and i'm a creative one at that so <laughs> yeah my kick right now is yogurt at least, at least it's yogurt <laughs> you know? I, to, to piggyback on that i did a david fast once or daniel fast excuse me and uh, like went to like I eat lentils and beans and rice every day, and that was roughly it. And I allowed myself to make like unleavened bread, yeah. And that was the, that was like the thing I did, dude. I had a KitchenAid stand <laughs> running pr- probably four hours a day. Here we go. And I had all the unleavened dough I could possibly have. And I am not even kidding, man. I remember my roommate was like, "You're gonna hurt yourself with this." I'm like, "Dude, I'm it's, it's I'm trying to focus on Christ with this." Yeah. And I, I really, I really did start that trying yeah, to have yeah. good intentions on i'm like i've never done like the full-on here because like food has been such a, a a contaminant for me and i was like man i'm super excited to do this in the first couple of days like my instant pot was going like crazy because i was making all the, the bowls of rice and yep. lentils and beans and veg yep. like barely veg right and my roommate finally like after a week i had probably like paper towel stacks of unleavened bread that i had fried in olive oil <laughs> right not fried but like pan seared and all yeah, yeah. i had this stack and he came out one morning as i'm sitting there and i'm like i'm like ghost white eating unleavened bread over the sink and he's looking at me and he, goes, <laughs> he goes what are you doing man I'm so hungry. I, I'm so my stomach hurts so bad, and I've had nothing but rice and beans and unleavened bread. I looked like the worst nightmare of a guy that was eating pita in the world. As I'm just sitting there, like, is all I have. This is all I have. Don't take this from me, yeah, Lord. Please don't rewrite Daniel or something to where I have to like give this up. This is all I have. It's absolutely ridiculous. I like. I probably gave it 48 hours of like, man, I'm really gonna focus on Christ and pray through this and like. This is an awesome experience because I'm I'm really truthfully in restraint here to go. This is for you and focused on it. But like after hour forty eight, I'm like my focus is no longer yeah. on you, Lord. The my Lord focus. has left me. Yeah, the, <laughs> straight up. Like, the Lord, why have you forsaken me, Lord? Oh, I hate God, stacks, stacks, stacks of peanut bread. <laughs> no one, ba- barely anyone, can pronounce quinoa unless people want to eat it. Like this is ridiculous. Get me out of here. Sorry, I didn't mean to hijack that. But that just yeah, I I I, I learned a, a couple good recipes to quickly spice up some unleavened bread to make it tasty. And every once in a while, my wife now asks for it because I got really, really good at making it. In fact, it's a source of pride for me. <laughs> yeah, it turned into, man, Lord, I remember when I felt like you didn't do this for me, but I really learned how to That's make right. a beat. I found my I way really out. Came through. <laughs> Guess how I'm awesome on the other side of this. Could we do two Passovers a year? I'm really good at this. <laughs> All you got to do is you add a couple herbs to the batch and it's just fantastic. <laughs> Uh, okay, the next one, apathy. We Christians often fall into the trap of taking God's love for granted. As a result of this, we lose the passion we once had. Look at that guy. Had regarding our relationship with God, and we begin to take his love for granted. Spiritual apathy, coldness, or indifference can affect even the most sincere Christian. Sometimes these feelings can replace the fervor we once felt for the things of God. 
If we lack this passion when it comes to our own personal relationship with God, how can we expect to enroll others into having a relationship with God? Enroll others? It just seems like a weird way to put it, doesn't it? <laughs> Are you here for the life-saving grace? We have four openings. <laughs> First and last name. Hey, there's some real scansion to that, to be yeah. honest with you. <laughs> uh, let's see here. One major cause of spiritual apathy is sin in a believer's life. When David sinned, he felt disconnected from God. <laughs> What a circular argument. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's causing that sin of yours? That sin of yours. <laughs> I think I smell sin in here. Sinner. <laughs> Must be because of the sin. Uh, as he confessed his sin to God, David prayed for God to renew a steadfast spirit within him and requested, restore me to the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. A believer who feels spiritually apathetic should confess any known sin and ask for God's cleansing and renewal. Now, the end of that, yeah. 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 It's, yeah. But the apathy is a symptom. Of the sin in a lot and not in every situation, but in a lot of ways, that spiritual apathy that you're feeling is you being separated from God because you have unrepentant sin in your life that you're not trying to bring to him. Right. And if that's the that's the point. Yeah, that's what's happening. God does not live in the same space as sin. It's separation. And so you're living in that separation. Fix it. And that apathy will start to dissolve and go away and you will find yourself impassioned again. Yeah. But the apathy isn't the sin. Uh, right. It is symptomatic of sin. Yeah, or a, or, or, a, or a recognition oh, of right. of separation. Yeah, right. Yeah. right. Yeah. 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 I, we did. Uh, we did, we got something on the uh, on the complaint line for a, uh, a uh, an idea. Oh, nice. It was probably Mike. <laughs> it was not Mike. <laughs> okay. Uh, the suggestion one: swap out boardwalk for Johnston proper. <laughs> yes, that's a good idea. That's a great oh, idea. Awesome. Okay. okay. Number two: uh, a, a, a community chest idea. Uh, the the. <laughs> The, the when you open up the card, the text is "Whiz bang, it's the Bahamas." <laughs> Re- receive a randomly assigned one hundred dollars, <laughs> which was a Mike, which was a Mike quote. Whiz bang, it's oh, the Bahamas. Great. Whiz bang, it's the Bahamas. <laughs> yeah, these are good ideas. Oh, this is great. Yeah, these keep those ideas. coming. Yeah, that's five one five five one seven zero zero eight five. What's your live uh, LFTPopoly uh, idea? Oh man, this is great. That's great. Whiz bang, it's Bahamas. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Oh, is that the last one? No. I was that pathetic about five, that. Five, weren't there? Or six, weren't there? Hold on. You skipped lying. Oh, lying. Here we go. Oh, Ooh. convenient. Finally. Oops. Finally. Okay, <laughs> hold on. I'm ready to argue this first sentence. Go ahead, Ben. <laughs> Too often, we think that lying is acceptable as long as nobody knows that we committed the lie. What? Yeah, a cursory reading of the Bible. <laughs> Pretty cursory, actually. We'll make it pretty obvious that that's just flat out not true. Now, as long as you're not caught, you're good. Yeah, the Lord's cool with white lies and ones that go under the radar, right? Yeah. It's only a fair and an affair if they know oh, it. Man. That's right. Yeah. Thou shall not bear false witness if people will find out about it. I mean, can you imagine just going up to heaven and Jesus goes, but the lying, you're like, I got to plead the fifth on this one. I had yeah. no idea. I yeah. No clue you didn't can like you that. Me you, I mean, you should from? write this stuff yeah. down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it'd be really convenient. Could you give us like a top 10 by chance of like things that I'm not supposed to do so I can kind of just yeah. North Star on that by yeah. chance? I know you think I lied to my friend Blaine, but he he died like five years ago and you ask him, did he know that I lied? <laughs> then you hear Blaine on the other side of the gates. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> you're a liar. <laughs> You're not as sly as you think you are. Yeah, shut up, Blaine. <laughs> That's not him, Lord. A lie. <laughs> I don't have to shut up. It's heaven. I get to say what I want. Uh, the more we lie, the less weight we think these lies hold. Who are these Christians this guy knows? <laughs> <laughs> They're not trying very hard. Yeah, here's what I'm going to tell you. The t- 
takeaway of this article is this person needs better friends and church yeah. community. I feel like this person should read the Bible. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like iron sharpens pasta over his place. <laughs> and Dan can't have it. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Why you got to tempt him? Now he's got to get some onion rings. Yeah, I told a lie, but they didn't know. I bet that'll fly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. let's pray. Yeah. Hey, man, this sin is weighing heavy, heavy on me. What should I do? Lie more. <laughs> yeah. Lie more. The weight will go away. It'll loosen up. No get yourself out of this hole you're you in. You know what really gets rid it. of the weight of lying? Doing it more often. <laughs> it feels great. Uh, you know see. who doesn't get into heaven? Compulsive liars. Uh, as Christians, we are set apart by our love and commitment to Christ. We are called to live up to a higher standard. What makes these... Oh, here's the end. What makes these six sins so detrimental is the fact that so many of us don't even realize we're committing them or believe these sins don't carry the same power of other sins. Okay, I'm guilty of that thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Evidently. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's no sin. <laughs> we're good. Yeah, I completely said the opposite of what they said. Oh, man. <laughs> we stepped on uh, that one. I don't want this person as my friend. Yeah. Here we go, Mike. However, this couldn't be further from the truth. Here comes the pasta. <laughs> these sins sabotage our ability to disciple to others. No. I mean... But when you say, like, if they were real sins, when you start with, these sins are destroying me and my relationship from, from the Lord, and in addition to that, also make me an ineffective right. witness and uncompelling. God but, burned 2,000 pages, didn't say this. Do you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, hey, the definition of sin in the Bible are not simply arbitrary do's and dawn, ex, dawn apostrophe T-S. Dawns. <laughs> I love this. What? <laughs> Don't do that. Noted. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you are like my wife who does not have the ability to read beyond spelling errors. Is, is it like D-A-W-N apostrophe T-S? No, it's D-O-N apostrophe T-S. <laughs> Like don'ts. Like donuts is in there. He's yeah. missing the oh, U. Okay. They abbreviated yeah. the U. No, my but, wife will be reading something and she'll like stop. Like, I don't know what this is. It was obviously don't. <laughs> That's true. We've been on this for 10 plus years. Every you time ben. ben sees something. Every time he reads an article, group. unnecessary colon. <laughs> yeah, Actually, that should be one of the spaces is unnecessary colon. Be jail. Go back three steps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do not collect money. Go straight to unnecessary colon. That's right. Uh, let's see here. Instead... They show us, okay, the definition of sin are not simply arbitrary do's and don'ts. Uh, instead, they show us the spiritual principles by which God lives, the same standard of conduct he expects us to live by. Christ's teachings help us to understand why it is a sin not to do what we know we should do. It really comes down to whose will is more important than the lives of those in the church. Is it our will, doing what we want, or is it God's will, doing what he thinks is most important? Yes, okay, we agreed with that part. Mm -hmm. That was our basic statement. But, like, again, I, this, the posturing of the article treats God as if his primary role in your life is, is, the, is the warden. Right. Like this is not I've not been rescued by the by the design and sovereignty of God the Father. I am kept constrained by God the warden. And I think that mis that's where these these misunderstandings come from is that we miss out on a relationship with a good father and instead go if I worry at all he's going to be mad. Yeah. And like and like what and I would hate for my kid to think that. And so like Yeah, that doesn't align with the character of God or the way that he set this up at all. Yeah, right, 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 right. This whole article feels like it's like, hey man, we really wanted to make brownies and we put them into the oven. They're not quite done yet, but at least it's still brownie better. It's like, uh, no, that really wasn't what we were looking for. This is like a half baked I mean, it worked though, because we're like, hey man, well, I don't want to be committing no mystery sin. What the heck? <laughs> oh yeah, I agree. The, the smell was there Suck because it smelled in. like brownies in the oven. But yeah, then right. we got there and it was all gloopy. That's right. Most, I mean, when they say work out your faith with fear and trembling, 
God goes, whoa, got you on that one. <laughs> Don't be afraid. <laughs> but tremble. <laughs> the beginning, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Oh, no fear. <laughs> That's a problem, buddy. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, if you have any feedback for the article, you go to beliefnet.com. And, uh, oh, well, here, hold on. Slash org. Leslie White, otherwise known as the Lisa Show, is a graduate it's of- her. A, a graduate of Virginia Commonwealth, like the whole Commonwealth, the, <laughs> like the state. Congratulations! Yeah. Commonwealth suck. Now here's the deal. I wouldn't want to be a graduate of a Commonwealth. When you're, suck. When you're a graduate of a town or or property, that means they kicked you out of it, yeah. right? Like you're I graduating Altoona. See ya. <laughs> Get out of the town. Go ahead and yeah, go to really Minnesota. Like go go ahead and prophesy on another day. <laughs> Wait, so Leslie is the Lisa Show? No, I don't think so. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. That's how we're going to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, I dig it. She's, now that she's seems like a sin. Publicity. She's, she's probably got me is, on is that. Is it a lie? If you don't really know, you're yeah. just making stuff right. up. Yeah. Lisa, ha- Lisa will never know that we're talking about her like this. Wild speculation. The Dan thinks she's a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> I was th- here. No joke. What I, I know ho- it's the angle. <laughs> you know what I was? This is wrong, probably. But what I was hoping for is like you think about Moses trying to kind of uh, caravan his kid across the border with his, without being circumcised, and you're, and I was kind of hoping for things like that. You're like, hey, you may not even note it, but like you know. You cut that big toe off, that's wrong. It's a frailty against the Lord. Did you not read number 16? And I feel like, well, shoot, man, I've been clipping that nail all gangbusters in the service of the Lord for the glory of myself. I've been clipping that nail all gangbusters. I was just going to wait it out and then not say anything. And then amateur Booba comes in and repeats it. And here we are, still spinning yarn. Oh, yeah. That's totally something I do and nothing you've done before on many occasions. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Funniest thing I ever said on Facebook. <laughs> it said, I manage my toe- toenails. Like, I manage my fantasy football team like I manage my toenails. I let things go on way too long and then go in and start cleaning house. <laughs> yeah, I bet your wife was like, ooh. Yeah, but every, 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 I bet that got a few likes on that. Like, uh, <laughs> hey, gross. That was- <laughs> Yeah, like any time you make a remark about earwax or boogers, people, no one laughs at that because they don't want to be involved yeah, with yeah, it. You're the five-year-old kid that farts and thinks it's hysterical, <laughs> and then everybody else around you is like, gross, and you're like, yeah, but you knew it was funny. Yeah, who tugboated right. in here? <laughs> a tugboat! Dude, my four-year-old is totally doing this. He's in a house full of women, this guy, and he's constantly coming in and like floating the surf and then looking around like he's got it for sale. <laughs> He's just like, eh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you catch that? <laughs> Who loves it? Who's in? <laughs> I'm laughing so good because he's so innocent about it. He's like, yeah, I like. he really delivered the goods here. <laughs> How impressed is everyone here? He's, he's probably got a year where I really got to put it into it, but it's so funny right now. Yeah? yeah he's got his eyebrow raised like the rock. Like He, he doesn't even know. <laughs> oh. He's such a goofball. Uh, okay. Uh, your dad's kid. <laughs> you were listening to Life from the Path. Uh, <laughs> you feel like this is a real waste of your time. I'd ask why your discernment didn't kick in 20 minutes ago. <laughs> this is, seems like 20. a personal problem. Yeah. Have no fear. <laughs> <laughs> Sin. Okay. Uh, so that's the Life from the Path complaint line. 515-517-0085. Call or text. We'd love to hear from you. Okay. Uh, boy, I don't. I wonder if we should almost wait on this, Mike. No. You're, no. Let's burn it. Okay, let's do it. Okay, so thread. This was a thread, and uh, this person says, I'll I'll just read it. Uh, For those that don't know me from TikTok, here's a... Go ahead, Dan. Uh, I don't don't know her. Oh. Dan, you usually go TikTok. TikTok. Oh, I'm sorry. I I was thinking... 
Today I thought I should maybe download the TikTok. <laughs> but I have. So I searched. He put that in, in the last twenty four hours. Yeah. He put that hat on and then said, "I really TikTok. think I should download the TikTok. Oh, TikTok need to see this hat. What a day! The TikToknet.com. What a day! <laughs> this is a victory right here. Victory. You are making moves. You're being three re- boxes. You're being this recruited by the old folks. Get on a TikTok and make a Monopoly board. That would be awesome. They're sending him admissions letters from the old folks' home. <laughs> like, hey, we'd really like you to come to our place. <laughs> We're willing to offer you $500 off scholarship. Just come. <laughs> I'll tell you this. I'm not going to stand for this. I, I'm actually for everything Dan has been saying today. I, I don't know if there's something. I had a weird day or whatever, but like, I feel like Dan is spitting fire. <laughs> I think he makes good life choices. I think it takes a real man to wear a hat like that. And uh, I'm, for, I'm for what he's talking about. It's the yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> and he redeems it with that. Yeah. And it I'm really regular. Yogurt like and lack of onion rings that in my life that's... <laughs> Okay, fire it. Okay, she says, for those that don't know me from TikTok, here's a bit of my story. I was raised by evangelical parents who became pastors when I was about eight, both of them at the same time. Uh, Red flag. I was homeschooled up until I went to college. Thanks to Joshua Harris's book, I Kissed Dating Goodbye, I was married at 19. Thanks, uh, Thanks to a little streak of bravery that would only grow over the years, I escaped from that toxic relationship at 20. That was like a year. My pastor dad declared it an annulment as he was worried about my reputation. It was a divorce. After that, I tried to find my footing again and started attending an inner-city megachurch offshoot geared towards 20-somethings. I was going to make my religion a true relationship with God. I got married again at 22 because God doesn't use women unless they're married and moved out to L.A. with my entire family. My parents authored several books on dominionism uh, slash seven mountain theology, hence us being in L.A. to influence. Mike, you want to look that up? Dominionism? Seven mountain theology? Okay. Uh, I started making friends with people that believe differently than me, live lifestyles, in quotes, I had been taught to fear, and yet they were the most loving people. This quickly started progressing my political and social views, cue me campaigning for Bernie. Right around the same time, Trump was running for president. My dad had a dream that he won, and I watched my family go from five from a steady move toward being progressive, they were supportive of BLM, marriage equality, etc., to a steady decline as their ministry became more popular with every ounce of support they gave Trump. Meanwhile, my marriage was bad. My anxiety anxiety was killing me. My attempts to have a relationship with God felt very one-sided. I decided I needed to do more, so my husband and I moved to Redding, California to go to Bethel's Supernatural School of Ministry. Sounds like Hogwarts. I was immediately thrown into the spotlight and cast as one of their worship leaders. The spiritual abuse, gaslighting, and dead silence from God while I was giving all but my blood put me in a truly dark place. I was also learning more about the Bible than ever before, studying other religions and reading books on science. I was losing reasons to believe. I spent days crying out to God, and there was nothing. I woke up one morning and realized I don't believe there's a God at all, and felt a freedom I never felt in my life. I bought a one-way ticket back to the East Coast, packed one suitcase, left the next day, and never went back. That was six years ago. My family's ministry is now more successful than ever. They are deep into Q conspiracies. My sister and their husbands work full-time for them as well, and here I am, the atheist activist, a.k.a. prodigal child, being influenced by the devil. Feeling the peace, joy, and uh, content I was promised as a Christian now that I've addressed my religious trauma, embraced my full authentic self, and found a really good therapist. I do what I do now in hopes that it helps others feeling trapped. In the darkness I once tried to make a home in, in hopes that someone will feel their questioning is valid, in hopes that they will see I am unscathed by lightning despite my blasphemy, there's freedom and happiness on the other side. Okay, uh, first of all, dominionism uh, is basically a Christian uh, political society. So the whole society is ran by Christianity, building a government based on oh, Christian. Oh, it's like, so it's like Sharia law. 
Like so, it's like Islam, uh, pretty much, uh, except for for Christianity. Right. Yeah, wow, and then I this, had not heard of that. Mm, the seven <laughs> mountain theology or the seven mountain mandate appears to be associated with like the seven mountains or the seven spheres of of uh, social hierarchy, and Christians invading that or being in that space or I I don't know. Huh. Interesting, weird. Okay, but well, well, yeah, it, yeah. Okay, so so at first swipe, uh, like I I think you can totally feel where she's coming yeah. from. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah. My uh, heart breaks at that, man. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, and here's the thing: is like by the time you read, like, even just by checking out Dominionism, I'm like, ah, oh, man, these things aren't pointing to Jesus. These are pointing to governors yeah. or governments or it's all about power, isn't it? Yeah, yeah power, right. like political, power, people political people power, power right. social well, power. Heck, that's a great that's a great insight, Dan. Because like the whole. Every place where she hit a rub point was a power grab of some some yeah. sort, influenced by her parents. Like um, even like even even covering up uh, a divorce or something is an attempt to obfuscate to retain a position or right. to retain hers. Like it's a false sense of who we are and an attempt to right to make use of some worldly power or another. That's a good insight. You know what I will say though. One of the things that I I, <laughs> I really appreciated and attached to there is the the statement that that she had made of. Um, because God can't use a woman unless she's married, right? Those those young mega church feelings and the way that they create small groups of like converse that's absolutely true mm-hmm. in the way that they make it feel. Mm-hmm. I've I have friends who have been involved in those kind of places and I've gone to those small <laughs> groups and listened to that stuff. The way that they talk about dating is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Like it's just flat out weird and it's like the counseling that happens and the relationships are are like manicured and developed within the small group of like, hey, I know you have the hots for Chelsea. You can't do that until I say it's okay because I've been talking to the Lord about that. And when the Lord says it's okay, he'll tell me and then I'll tell you to pursue her. Yeah, right. And then it develops into this like inner like marriage that happens between these like small subsects of this stuff. And it really turns into like hmm. what your ministry can start when the Lord has told me you can date that person. Yeah. And then the two of you can court very quickly, get married as soon as possible so that you can start your, your, your ministry. It's weird. Hmm. And so there's yet another situation where someone is lording over there where they're not having authority yep. and has, has, has broken down something that the Lord has made to be beautiful yeah. and has turned it into, I have power over you through this because yep. this this larger mm-hmm. establishment has allowed me to be a leader here. In, in that case, that's like discipleship out of control. Yes. Cause oh, the, absolutely. Because that's like a conservative, on a conservative way. That, yep. uh, and uh, yeah. Yeah, it's all of these things. I will be told by the Lord when it's, when you're ready and you haven't prayed long enough. And the fact that you want to go on a date with her means that you're not listening to me and you're not listening to God. And it's like what? Yeah, it, you, that's crazy. You know what? You know what's so weird? Like, I'm I'm not uh, when I say conflicted, it it, it gives a false impression that it's like a fifty fifty conflict conflict. But right. like, you know, I, th- there there was certainly a time where I think there was an attempt to reclaim like childish men, mm-hmm. and which was which was, I think was was yeah. right. I yeah, think absolutely. I I think we lost what it was. Um, to not be just a complete doofus of a fella. Yeah. Um, but like, as humans tend to do, and hu- and church expression of humanity certainly like runs a risk of doing, is like you overcooked the fish. 
Like, so, so be, as opposed to calling men up to be more responsible humans mm-hmm. right. uh, and, and to, to live in the in the way that, that God has otherwise instructed them to do, somehow it became a restriction on a woman to not get in his way with it, right? right? Or or to, to otherwise say, look, like, this is not an autonomous person that God has created in his image and likeness, uh, that I may... I may to the consternation of, of of some belief portions, believe that God have, has uniquenesses in these groups of folks, but not that it otherwise excludes one the other or that makes somebody incompetent or incapable of right. living a fulfilling life following Jesus. <clears throat> I'll tell you this. Actually, I, I, this, I suppose this is either here nor there, but like um, there's a, the, the last commentary, um, the Ruth commentary that I used um, was written by a lady named Karen Jobes. It is the, it is one of the best commentaries I've ever read. She just does such a fantastic job. And like l- women writing com- like biblical commentaries, especially it's it's from a a more conservative interpretation. There just is there just aren't a ton. And like I, I remember, and so I just hadn't come across very many. I didn't order it because she was a lady. It was well reviewed. I had, people had taken um, spoken high, very highly of it. And after having used this commentary, it made me think that like. Um, she just she had insights insights and ways of dealing with the text that like most commentary writers are just so dry mm-hmm. and like it it doesn't it doesn't have to be because she's a woman but like it was just it was an excellent commentary she did such a great job here and like it just felt a little bit different right and so and that's the thing is that like i, I th- granted there's 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 right ways to think about men and women that i think are biblically solid but like some of these arbitrary ways of which we've gone about things would say oh that lady shouldn't have shouldn't write a commentary i'm like what's hot garbage this is great she did such a great job i'm so impressed i tried to find her so i could say you did this was such a like i enjoyed it usually i don't enjoy it dan i don't know if you come across commentaries like oh i really enjoy this not very many not very yeah not very often (laughs) so but anyway i just so so long story short i you know i i think i I think they overcooked a fish right and 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 as if it if it was the cost it should cost ladies something to try to put together a decent fella well that's dumb yeah, the week, right. we get to do both. Mm-hmm. We, we, and well, so I think. Yeah. Go ahead, Dan. I want to say it seems, it seems like this, this this woman's whole journey has been involved with highly surfacey, emotionally driven uh, doctrine, as opposed to solid doctrine the Scripture right. you know provides for us. Yeah, um, and and that will always leave you wanting. That will always come up empty. Um, and and when you're allowing your emotions to drive you and then you make poor choices, then the people above you who are creating these emotional-driven doctrines have to just, oh, we'll call it an annulment. You know, it's like, who, right. said, who gave you that authority to do that? You know, right. Right. You know well, the best. Yeah, to save face for me. Yeah. Exactly. So there's the power struggles and the lack of genuine doctrine, which is different than what you were saying, because I know the church you're talking about. Right. They're a solid Bible church. Right. Not shallow and not uh, emotional, but... Either way, we can get so my, – my, my approach to ministry has always been I, – I, my goal is to provide sound doctrine and, and then let people struggle through their decisions, you know, because they always come and want help. Uh, should I marry this person? I can't tell you that, you know, and they right. get a little disappointed or oh, you're just a dummy, whatever. It's like you have to struggle through this. I can't tell you. You know, otherwise they end up with these poor choices that she, she mentions. I mean, you still can make poor choices, but um, – 
that seems to be lacking in both the situations you, mm-hmm. you, you guys mentioned that you're not allowing people to develop their own roots and their own growth and their own de- relationship with with God. I, That's I, right, or what it looks like to listen to God on your own, as right. opposed yeah. to saying yeah. like like God. Uh, he put no king in Israel initially for a reason, yeah. uh, and they wanted one anyway. And like we're still trying to replace this. Like yeah. uh, I have a relationship with God, uh, which I think we need to answer to her because I think one of her one of her. Whatever critique, I will maybe critique's not the way to put it, but like uh, to go through all this, and if she's personally seeking an interaction with God and isn't finding it, I think it's a totally fair question to ask. Like, God, where are you? Yeah, if why? people are manipulating mm-hmm. the church, if they're manipulating your doctrine, where is God, and right. why is He allowing I'm this looking for to you. go on? Yeah, yeah. sorry, Mike. I cut you off. You can no, go no. Ahead. I I was just gonna say, like, like, like the brands. The sad part of this is right. Is like the opening gambit is is like my parents became evangelical pastors when I was eight. Uh, the truth of the matter is, no, they did not. Mm-hmm. Uh, they put me through this Christian upbringing. No, they did not. Like, right. you, I, like the way that you describe, uh, your your parents are not Christians, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> because like Christianity is following Jesus, and that is none of that is what happened. And so, what it turned out to be is like where, you know, she reads into it and goes, "This is what crea- Christianity was offering." That's completely not right. true. This is what your parents were offering, and they're not Christians. They were entrepreneurs. That, that's correct. Yeah. Right. And so, like. Uh, you know, the choice was, well, if this is, Christi- is what Christianity is offering, then I guess that I'm out. You know, and like, I, I, I can totally understand yeah. that from her perspective, right? right? Yeah. But but I, the the reality is the, the Lord opened their eyes so they can see the reality. The, rea- the reality is your parents aren't Christians. <laughs> you didn't actually attend a church of people who are following Jesus at all. And so like... Christianity or following Jesus didn't actually let you down. Now I did. I was caught up on the same thing, where she cried out to God for answers. Now I I, I have a a couple things in my head, and I can't speak to like directly what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but like if my interactions with God would hold true here, that like um, God answers when you want the answer, right? Like I've prayed for God to like, and everybody's done this, right? Like you have people in your lives that that like they're 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 a broken mess, and you're like, God, would you just show up? Would you just show up and, and, and turn them today, fix it? And God goes, I could, but it won't do what you think it's going to do, right. right? Because I'm God and I see everything. I know what's going to happen here, right? And so, like, I will show up when it brings the most joy and the most glory, and it will do exactly what I say it will do. And don't, and don't ever worry. Everyone gets a chance. Everyone gets the option at grace. And it will all, even though she'd been lied to her entire life, God is not done showing grace and opportunity for her to come near to him. And like, I don't know what that looks like for her, but he does. You know what I'm saying? And so like, I, I really hate hearing where someone says, I cried out to God, but what I do know is like, if you in earnest wanted God to show up, he would. And it would and it would do what you, you were honestly asking for his interaction or asking him to show who he is or what is wrong or what is right or whatever. I, I don't know a dad in the world that would not show up and do that. Yeah, I think that's, that's hard to take in though because I think I'm... I would say, from her perspective, like that's what I did. Yeah, right. I called out to God. Yeah. She mm-hmm. has been taught properly the sound doctrine thing. She has been taught properly how to listen. How? how I mean, he, I'm, I'll bet you he was answering, but she she didn't hear. She One didn't thing know. that worries me in that is, you know, I I found myself in a place where 
I I find I feel that God has called me to do something, whether it's like show up at a place and talk to somebody at the Aldi, right? Uh-huh. Or like, you know, um talk to the guy that's across the street or when he when he grabs a hold of my heart and says, Hey, that's the person. Like I feel like I've experienced that before. And I don't. <laughs> There's times that I I I like I know in my heart God's saying, Hey man, I need you here because this is happening and you need to talk to this person and I just go, But I'm scared. I'm comfortable. Or I'm uncomfortable and I'm gonna feel weird about it, so I don't. And I wonder if she is in that place where there have been people that were supposed to talk to her in this like 20 year journey of all this different yeah, stuff. Yeah. And God's like, I'm, I need, this is, this is my deal. I got somebody here in the middle of all this mess. And one yeah. person was supposed to go up and be like, Hey, talk to me. Cause the Lord's telling me that you're in a, in a ruck, in a wreck right now. And this is what's happening. And I'm not saying that her entire story is our fault and, no. and, and all that's different. Yeah, stuff. that would be the question: is God's is God's effort so fickle? No, right. Well, here and here's what I would I would submit. And like once again, I can't speak 100 percent to it, right? But like most people have told me a story just like this. Leave out the part where God did actually answer, but it was not the answer you wanted. Yeah, yeah. it was a hard answer. Like yeah. stay. Yeah. You can't leave. You're go. You need to stay and and yeah and, yeah. and refine through this process. She is obviously an extremely talented musician. Was it Bethel she went to and was became a worship leader? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, they, yeah, they're, they're, they're not just like me. Leader. They're not like, well, you've got half a voice. Come on up, guy. <laughs> I mean, the, she had Can to you be, read a hymn, <laughs> right, right? So, and, and my point being is, is the church is famous, even like at our church. I mean, we we'll find someone who has something to offer and will bleed them dry. And so she was used and abused in, in a, we want you to sing for us and be our monkey on stage. Um, right. And, and, and we do that. And even if we don't mean to, we do. We do. Because like, well, we've got to have the best singers. We've got to have, you right. know, we've got More people will listen if we have the best we singers. CDs, so we got to milk that. Yeah. People watching our videos. And, and you're fitting the, the bill. And so that will overpower your conversation of God's calling me to, to say, you really need to step down from singing and, and look at your spiritual life because mm-hmm. while well, we need you singing, can you do both? Right, 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 right. Anyway, that's part of our error. Yeah, and that's a good call out because like if, if I if you look at places in in her description of like like major points of of warning. So when your when your doctrine is um, is tied to human success, mm-hmm. um, and and sometimes and in the search of that, because we were talking about earlier, is, is some of those doctrines. Like if the things that we say are going to happen don't happen, then you got to start kind of inventing and twisting doctrine to explain why. Yeah, like it's it's difficult. It's so I, I, healings are a deal. They are happening. I think everyone in this room has either been part of or seen or been close to something yep. like this happening. So like it's yep. just they do, and so like. Um, but but I, I don't presume that it happens a lot. But there's ministries where like this is the whole focus. We're like, well, right. I'm I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna speak this thing upon mm-hmm. this thing. It's gonna happen. And then when it doesn't happen, like now what? Either God's wrong or you're wacky. But no one wants to admit they're wacky, especially when it's their mm-hmm. livelihood and when it sells the books and when it gets people coming to right. your things and attending your church. And so like humanness gets in there and perverts the whole show. Yep. And so like uh, ma- major, there's a consequence. There's a consequence to our self-aggrandizement here. Right. There's a confidence. There's a consequence to hu- selfish humanity taking something that God created for good and sustaining relationships with Him and using it for their own power and glory. Uh, there are consequences to it, and not just like, oh, that guy will eventually be humbled. Like there are people who w- will miss Jesus or misunderstand Him um, because of human sin. And like right. that's that makes me angry. Yeah, and, and and here's the deal: it humbles me. 
because it tells me it reminds me that I I have I run a risk of that same barrier, right? As a as a Christian, as a pastor, like any perceived influence that you have, like you probably have more than you think, generally speaking. Like whatever, Dan, I don't know. You we don't go home and look in the mirror and go the people listen to me. I'm like, I can't believe they're paying attention. <laughs> right. Um, but, they, but, but people are, and people are watching your life and people are, are taking, I mean, whatever. I've probably said things on our radio program that I should be more cautious about mm-hmm. beca- because of that. And so like, it's, it's very difficult. Uh, there's, there should be a humility in that, but yet like what we see is, is power is mm-hmm. people's attempts to grab power uh, to call your your the school of the supernatural or whatever I'm sorry that oh, that Hogwarts thing was like half hard but like <laughs> but like no joke like I, I, to presume that you're going to put any of that the, the, it's a it's a ironic contrast is the formality of being able to school you on something that is so far beyond your own natural ability yeah. like like the spirit laughs at this and yet here we are like I've got it in a bottle well Pentecost didn't happen until Peter graduated <laughs> right. okay release the <laughs> Wind. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> it's. It, I think tongues it, of fire. <laughs> it just sets up, and we've seen this. And I know we, we talk. Maybe it's vaguely about this every once in a while. But like we've seen musicians come in here with the impression that like God has created me for this right. t- these this thing, and then when it didn't happen, when they didn't find the w- earthly glory that they expected, like they no longer have a relationship mm-hmm. with Jesus. Yeah. And like you made me a promise. Right, yeah. and, and we're like, well, did he? Like, I don't. <laughs> right, that's okay. a whole. There's a whole segment of the church out there that that is driven by that, right? And, yeah. and that's why it 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 grieves me. To, yes, to, when I hear people go to this church or that church, and I think not because I want to, you know, competition or whatever, because you're not getting fed correctly. Right, it's the theater of the miracle and yeah. the wow there, and it's yeah. like, wow, look how cool this is. We're gonna say God's name every once in a while. We may read from the same Bible, but it is so centered and focused on our glory yeah. and the money that we can make and the numbers that we can pull in. Because, yeah, it's great that you're talking to a lot of people about Jesus, but if you're fo- if Jesus is focused on the one. Like, you're not better because you've got 30 million people watching your stream. Like, that's not the de- – sorry, I'm, I'm turning into a bit of a – It's a, your disciple. You're making your own disciple. Yes, exactly. It's, yeah. yeah, right. And, and yep. the, the focus is on you. Like you said, that self-aggrandizement of – this is the important thing is my glory and my honor. And everyone is looking at me and going, wow, God uses that person. And yeah, they may be saying his name, but they're looking at you, not him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And the, and she has been plagued by that yeah. for her entire Christian mm-hmm. life of yeah. what we're calling it and yeah. has been broken through this to the point yeah. of it breaks my heart when someone leaves the quote unquote the church and then goes, I went to the people that that I was taught to fear. That rips my heart out. Oh man! When someone goes, yeah, I was taught to fear these lifestyles and these people. And they what? Accepted me? <laughs> this ridiculous? Yeah, exactly. The people that told you you should fear those people because they don't align with what I'm telling you. That's not how God works. That's right. And that is not how God calls a relationship to be. He goes, no, 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 no. Don't don't f- love them. Love them so much that they see me. Don't love them so much that you are a fr- or don't don't fear them and and miss that point. You need to love them and see them with my eyes, not the eyes of the pastor that you you're learning from the last ten years that put you on a stage because you are worth something to them. That's so you hard, need to right? Because they came to my faith eyes. there, right? Like it's when you grow up in an iffy family and you find out that other families aren't like that, right. and you're like, what is this? 
You know what I'm saying? Like you just assume all families are like that, and you're like, forget family. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> yes, I'm out of family. When you right? leave the church and find companionship and and love and hope and joy and things like that in in that lifestyle or whatever you want to call it, doesn't matter what lifestyle we're talking about here. It breaks my heart because of what the the intention of the church is supposed to be is completely missed here, and it is that it, it is a, it, it's symptomatic of the self-aggrandizing church and the self-aggrandizing doctrine because. It fears differing beliefs, and it fears yeah. differing understands. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is that we go going back to the previous article is that that's where I think fear is sinful. Like, like we, we should not be a people who's afraid that the world is going to make their way in. We should be people who fear that our lack of engagement yeah. with the world will allow them to persist without the love of Jesus. Right. That should be my fear. And, like, as I was talking to a guy over the weekend um, – and he was asking about house churches and, and denominations and, and stuff. And I said, you know, I think one of the, one of the places where we've we've got arbitrary separation within churches is is we've split over what people what people believe. Um, and and some are major points of doctrine, some are not. But mm-hmm. like some are major points of doctrine. But like if we where we agree on Jesus, the need for his rescue, and that he's the only one that can give it. If I agree with those two things, like. It, shouldn't we be hugging a little bit closer? Right. Like, isn't it to say, as a, as opposed to what it was, the end of Jude, it says, uh, it's about deceit within the church. This is mm-hmm. not worldly deceit. This is right. deceit within the church. And it says, you're going to be part of helping snatch folks out of the fire from being deceived. And so, like, there's a lot of, there's hot button issues that are splitting major denominations right now. And I probably fall on the more offensive one like of, of a personal belief, right? The yeah. more conservative side. But I'm going to tell you this. The splitting of d- d- groups of people who love and follow Jesus when, like, that's not snatching from the fire. That's saying, oh, well, let's have it go then. Right. We want to be more comfortable without that part intruding over here. Now, I would say, like, it's probably – it's something to sort out. <laughs> I think there's technical challenges in there. But, like, I, I just the, – the the notion of we create separation where we probably need to run closer. Yeah. On, on things like this. Because, like, don't I, one, don't I trust that the Holy Spirit's going to sort out? And two, don't I believe that, like, where we can agree that we're sinners and that Jesus is the, is the answer to this question, that our worldly struggles can and will be sorted out, not by us calling corners and lack of shalom, but, like, saying, uh, let's, let's, let's run this thing together. And I know there's all kinds of risks to that, but, like, I just— right. I feel like it's like God redeems that, not not the separate corners. I was totally talking to some fellows this weekend almost about the same thing. They were talking about denominations. And I'm like, do you know how embarrassing it's going to be when you get up to heaven and introduce yourself and say, I'm a Baptist? <laughs> and Jesus goes, what's that? <laughs> what's Presbyterian. What's that, what's that do? <laughs> John, John comes running in. He said, no, I'm a Baptist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the original. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know him. <laughs> I didn't baptize him. You can't lie in heaven, John. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm, honestly. I'm an Episcopal. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Once again, I don't know what that is. So, yeah. <laughs> One of the interesting things that I found here is is kind of quoting on the meta pieces of this is the very beginning of You May Know Me from TikTok. Mm. There are a lot of people that are latching onto TikTok. this. Yeah. TikTok. There, there are is. so many people that are latching onto either from similar stories, maybe not that at that magnitude, but similar stories of churches that have broken them yeah. and that have that have misrepresented a character of God through their own understanding versus trying to actually chomp through the Bible and, and find his identity in there. And this is the systemic thing that we have a church or we have churches that are breaking people all over 
and this that, that millions of people are affected in this mm-hmm. and are getting a misrepresented quarter baked representation of God that is this bully in the sky that doesn't care about anything but himself and it, they are missing the true love that God has and it's it, it's it it truthfully for the fourth time now breaks my heart in this yeah. of this is symptomatic of that yeah. and we 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 have broken down into this this giant mega corporation that polarizes so strongly of you're either in or you're broken from Yeah, it. so but we had this conversation a month or so back where we're talking about like we'd like to blame the churches for that, but like half the time we're to blame from that. Uh, no, I because yes. a cursory reading of your Bible right, once again right. shows you where things are getting out of whack. Yeah, no, and none of that was meant to be like point over there at those guys. Sure. I I'm involved in this too. I've misrepresented God in many ways because of my actions when mm-hmm. I sin and I still try and represent the name of God to people that I have hurt. And it pushes yeah. them further. I am 100% guilty. And then it's our also. pride that, that escalates everything yeah. uh, in every area. You know, I, I'm going to now treat you differently from my pride because I'm going to stomp on you. If I, right. Oh, yeah, you, you did that one thing, yep. and, and I didn't, but I did something else. But you yeah, don't, right. You know, right, yep. exactly, yeah. Mine's just hidden. Churches yeah. uh, mistreat preachers. Preachers mistreat yeah. churches. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, it's just, it's just because we're human and we deal with pride. Right. And if we'd all start working on our souls and and the spiritual disciplines and 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 really walking with God, all that thing, all that goes away. But yep. we're in the middle of life. Yes, yeah. exactly. You, you know, and and, and we're I, human. And, and 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 power is just a hard thing not to be in, enticed by. Of course, yeah. yeah. Like the, literally the, our nature. The thing that grease, like it just makes. It makes your human existence a heck of a lot easier when when people are willing to like do something for you that you don't have to do yourself to yeah. treat you with some sort of honor and respect. Like it's an entrapment of humanity, and like every every pastor that's fallen, uh, every church scandal, the root of it is a lack of humility and some sort of misuse yep. of power. Everything's right. a people problem. Yeah, um, yeah. It's never once been a God problem. It's always been a people problem. And like somebody said, like with with the power or influence I can have over somebody. I'm going to have this extra relationship that's none of my business, and it's not, and or I'm going to take this extra money, or I'm going to manipulate my book sales right. so people yep. think that God is working through me. Like, yeah, let me stretch this story so it seems a little bit more crazy, so that more people want to buy into it because it gives them more false hope through this, yes. rather yeah. than the yep. true hope that I get through God. Because yeah. then Which they is, come. God's never needed a PR man for a reason. He's fine. right, right. <laughs> but that pads my numbers. All uh-huh. yeah, it, all, exactly. it all just feeds each yep. other, yep. and we get, you get caught in it, and and it's and, and I think you know we, we've probably touched on this before, but like most of that stuff, I mean, it starts out well, it's well intended, yeah. and it even feels like. Oh, but I'm doing. I just I'm okay to stretch this a little bit because the ends justify the means, and right. that's yeah. that's we're a hard no on that. That's why we end every show yeah. saying like, "Be faithful in the means; God will handle the ends." Those aren't your <laughs> burdens to carry. You just, you got to get the everyday stuff right. The response to this is super easy to go. Man, the enemy really knows how to twist us. No, yeah. we are just very twisted already. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Enemy doesn't need to make much moves. We are already that way in many ways, shape, or forms. And we'll take a hold of this. And if it is not pointed true north at God at all times and constantly checked back on and has has accountability from other people who've realized that they're screwed up and they're trying to follow a true north God, if it is not surrounded in that stuff, it will absolutely askew and mess up. And this is an every child, every size assembly. Yes, yes, everyone. Uh, whether you're 50 or 150 yep. or 5,000. Yep, 30 million. We all Doesn't struggle matter. with the same right. sin. Yes, that's right. And, you know, but just before we leave it, um, I, I do want to touch on on the relationship pieces, the marriage pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think, again, for right 
caution is that if you think about um, and I, I, I'm struggling a little bit. I like I don't. This is a person, and so I'm trying not to talk about right. her as like a flat character. Yeah. But like, um, you know, if you think of all the interactions that she's listed, um, it's it touches almost every part of the of the major things of which we think about as our identity. The job that I have, my relationship with my family, my relationship with God, my relationships with the spouse. And like if all those things at some point or another felt like they were deceiving you, like they made promises that they didn't keep. And then at least at least in, from your perspective, you pled to God to say, look, if these things are deceiving me, um, then rescue it. Why won't you do anything? And that comes back and it feels like it's unanswered. Like what yeah. bastion of that doesn't make you go, well, what kind of what kind of identity do I have here? Right. Is is like all this looks like a big pile of horseradish and uh I'm going to pack the bag and I'm going to head over there. And then like, then your identity gets reshaped and formed by folks who are pretty open to whatever you're feeling like. And yeah. that, and they're accepting about it. And like, does that feel a lot different than let down, let down, where right. the heck is God here? And so like all that stuff plays into, I, I think the caution of, of how, why it matters, what we, what we do, why we right. can't have this faith that just goes, well, I, I'm, I'm saved here. I sit on butt and wait. Like, or that we get to continue, like the hypo, the hypocriticality of, of being a Christian who goes, oh yeah, God loves and then he totally saved me and then act like a, like a self-righteous jack wagon all the time. Right. Like those aren't free. Those perversions of God's grace aren't free. Right. They just cost somebody else. Yeah. Uh, hit you immediately. Yeah. And, and like, but, but here's the thing. If Christians are not recognizing that like you're all, everyone has a sense, like notions of hypocrisy in you. Some of it's intentional. Some of it's, of course you're working through, but like where you can walk through those in humility, you don't run these same problems because yeah. where I've, I mean, whatever my wife will attest, uh, I've let her down all kinds of times. Uh, but it's not because I'm not trying. It's not because I won't admit when I did it said, boy, I let, I let it down here by the grace of God. Go I. Right. And so like that's walking along people, communities that are, are, will get it wrong, but will do so humbly is way different than being dragged around by arrogance and human power masquerading as if it is the love of God. Yeah. Uh, like I, I this is, I, this is hard to come back from. Because every lesson yeah. you've learned says everything we told you that God that is true about the reality of having a relationship with God just took a dump on your front porch and lit right. it on fire. Yeah, this I is, get it. Yep. This I is unfortunately a twenty minute sermon sum up for you. Like there's there's no there's no catchphrases that we can use. There's no Bible verses that are going to be like, hey, here's this and fix everything here. To, to, at the at the risk of seeming weird to start, yeah. I'm so sorry yeah. that you have been spit on and stepped on and hurt in so many situations and i'm so excited that you are are in a place where you're starting to feel real joy unfortunately it's 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 in a place where i wouldn't want it to be from but hurt people are pretty good at comforting each other yeah and so it's sad that you're there i'm hoping that the therapy that you're in can start to kind of break through some of these hurts and to start understanding and then maybe you can see a little bit clearer view of what god is on the other side yeah because I promise you, this is not meant to be another spit in your face, but he loves you and he is so excited for you to come to him. That's what I say. Like, I come back to something that Mike said is that, like, even if it feels, again, I, I presume that we're going to give advice here, but like, um, that's presumptuous and a bit arrogant. But like, I, I do, I would say, I would say that my hope would be is that, like, even if, even the whole thing feels bogus, um, 
maybe just hold out a little bit of hope that the thing that you are praying for still yet you'll you'll see yeah. and will come through. And I'm not saying that God hasn't been speaking and that he's abandoned you. I don't think that was true, but it doesn't mean that it's not hard to discern. Right. But just like um if if it doesn't it won't cost it won't cost you anything to hold on to the mustard seed here mm-hmm. and just say maybe. Yeah. M- maybe. She she needs to to be in, involved, introduced to an authentic group of genuine yes. believers. And if it says that in their marketing, it's probably not them. <laughs> Truth. A uh, group of people. It might be a guy at a store or a gal yeah, at a store. Who don't have a clue who she is or what she's done or what her talents are and just are just living faith with and, and, and she can learn and they can learn from her and see genuine faith in action. She needs she's not had that modeled for her yeah. from from what we can read. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be curious. I bet there's all kinds of really, really interesting things. Like we we're trying to extrapolate a bunch from a tweet. Yeah, uh, I'd read a bu- I'd read a book. I'd be super interested because, like, I mean, whatever. We probably even missed the mark on some of the stuff we oh, said course. just because there's sure. not enough detail here, and so yeah. I mean, regrets on that. But just you know, anyway. Uh, hey, uh, bef- before we uh, before we do some advice, you guys want to hear? We got to, we got another suggestion for the Monopoly board. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay, here we go. Uh, one a chance card. Catfish <laughs> has cooked you dinner. Pay fifty dollars. It's a high class meal. Yes, catfish. The uh, <laughs> yeah, the that is spelled A H O H O H O H. Yes, <laughs> gotta love an onomatopoeia. That's good stuff. Uh, and then if I another chance card, you have been robbed by uh, the Ayasara. Pay a hundred dollars in repairs. <laughs> These are great. Oh, this is great. Yeah. You're killing it. This game is making itself. Oh, man, this is fantastic. Yeah, keep that coming. Okay. Okay, ready? Dear Life from the Path, I've been in a long-term relationship with my boyfriend, Mac, for about 25 years. Dump him. Oh, that is long-term. You dump him right now. <laughs> Give or take. <laughs> February, carry the two. Yeah. Market 11 years ago, we became more like roommates. Oh. I asked him to go to couples counseling, but he adamantly refused. He said, if you don't like it, find someone else. Long story short, <laughs> I began an affair with an acquaintance of ours. Okay, I don't know if it's really an affair. You just, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> after a short time, the affair came to light, and Mac agreed to then go to couples counseling, which was very helpful. I cut off all contact with the other man and any social contacts he and his wife were involved with. Mac and I slowly made new friends, and our relationship is stronger than ever. Problem is, we have been invited to a wedding of the son of some very dear friends, who came to my son's wedding last month. But the other man and his wife will also be attending. Mm-hmm. Mac refuses to go to the wedding or allow me to go. What do you think? What? <laughs> oh, okay. So the so it's a friend of yours son's <laughs> wedding. Yes. That your ex affair is going to with his yeah. wife. Yes. And yeah. your current boyfriend of twenty five years, fourteen years, and some stuff. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't want you to go to the wedding that the yeah. guy you had an affair with, also when he had kind of given up the, on the relationship too, is there. Yeah. How long How long until they release season two? <laughs> That's what I want to know. That's right. Look, Turns out Mac is so, also the limo driver. <laughs> and someone's in a coma. Um, it, it, it would appear as though the, the person who's writing to, to Life in the Path is, is trying to be socially uh, acceptable with the friend whose son's wedding it is by saying, well, they came to our blah, 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 blah. I don't think I care about that, though. Like, if, if your relationship with Mac is going well now, maybe have a conversation about why 
and realize that the why is because your ex-affair is going to be there. That seems like a big deal. Mm-hmm. No matter what social situation you're in. Now, I, I just want, I want to try to put this in a little bit of perspective. This affair happened over 10 years ago. Yeah. Yes. I feel like it might be a little long to be carrying around, carrying that around as an adult. As the for, for the for the for Mac? For both of them. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for either one. And like I only say that because uh, like obviously there's not a whole lot of moral compass swimming around in any of this, yeah. right? So if we're just talking about people's base reactions, base repairs, base whatever. Um like you're an you're an adult, an icky thing happened 10 years ago. Uh I don't know what the consequences. Uh, first of all, I can't blame Mac for not wanting to go. I wouldn't really, really want to see the other dude. Yeah, yeah. I totally right. get it. Right, right. So you might be a little bit out of line. Yeah. Uh, two, uh, Mac refusing to go for an affair that happened ten years ago after his response of "If you don't like it, go sleep with somebody yeah, else." That's the complication <laughs> for you me did. too. Right. Like it's it's pretty bold ten years in the future to go. I don't want to see this guy. Yeah, like, you remember that time you, you basically were a dropped me off there. Right, you put me in a car <laughs> yeah. and, and, and and opened the door and said, "Go have that fella." Yeah, your apathy that made it feel like we're just hanging out together. And whoever deserves to suffer the the, the least in this entire equation is whoever's getting married. This doesn't seem to be their problem. Why don't you just yeah. show up and act do, like a couple of adults? Side here? glance from the table and ask the bride and groom to put them at a different spot. Yeah, I, it, yeah. and here's the thing: it's like, and I've I've actually asked people actually on this show to come on the show and talk to me um, about. Um, like some some counseling uh, attitudes and some trauma things because I'm, I'm I'm just my my brain and my heart don't do it very well, um, but I know people that have gone through some legit trauma and have gotten came out on the other side better than this, right? Over two yeah. consenting adults who made a terrible decision ten years later still dragging it down the road like it's the I mean people losing limbs. Right, people have sicknesses. Huh. People in hospital beds, and like, and they're figuring out how to live life better. And that happened to them two years ago. That, I, I don't know. I don't know that it means they're not living a good life. I think it means like I would not. I would not be interested at all if, if ten years ago my wife had an affair with someone, and and I had an opportunity to be in the same room with the dude. I'd be like, I moved on. I, but I aren't, that, aren't you uh, allowing them to dictate your life? Aren't you putting them well, in a position of power? I mean, by it's not letting like them decide whether you're going to go on their way in. They just both were. I mean. Okay, your average couple, let's say they invite 300 people, 150 are going to show up. Right. You're going to be part of the 150 don't show up. I mean, I mean it's like, they're, I mean, it's, isn't Mike's point I, that, go. I think Mike's point is like, let's say you really wanted to go. You are really, you going to really allow that to. man's presence to cause yeah. you to not? That's true. I guess I would if I really, really, really wanted to. Yeah. But uh, I can't imagine a wedding that I'd be like, I really, 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 really have to. I'd be like, you know what? <laughs> I guess the well, here's the deal. The solution here might be the easiest portion is she goes, he doesn't. Yeah, why is that such a big deal? Uh, right. that makes him. Uh, yeah, that's, got trust. It issues. makes him look exactly how he is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. does it not? Yeah, but. yeah. I don't know. Like, uh, here's the thing: there is there is a prudence to unnecessary uh, unnecessary drama, and so like I think you might piece Swayze this thing. You say you be polite, but you keep it outside. You don't bring drama to somebody's marriage. You don't cause drama in your own marriage yeah. by going to a place where the guy you you cheated with is at. Weddings yeah, bring by all kinds of weird emotions to people too, just by themselves. I don't know why that is, but they do. Yeah, and, and like, what makes it worth it is the question. Like, is it is it that important to go? She did. It didn't sound like it was. It sounds like they just you got like some kind of. It's a safe face to to equalize. Well, yeah, now they well, put it going. in a more not smarmy light. They said wedding of a son of some very dear friends. I would yeah. like to attend the wedding of the kids of my very dear friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. It's the dear friends. Mm-hmm. Weird response. 
uh, Mike, I totally get where you're coming from when you're saying that. Oh, yes, here we it, go. Here comes the butt truck. It's been <laughs> ten years, and maybe we can be adults and 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 forgive and move on and not let it dictate our lives. I totally get that. But but butt train. Oh, I, I thought told- I thought you were just insulting him. You call him butt truck. No, no. <laughs> okay. he's, he's driving a truck with the word butt in it, and he's dropping it I off. was slow to the Two uptake. things have <laughs> happened to me today from Mike Foost. <laughs> One is he complimented the shape of my face. Hmm. Then he said, man, you really are a butt truck. You're, you're playing hard and fast with the compliment word. Continue on. <laughs> I really am. It, it's, yeah. I, I, I feel like I'm in the same, same place where I don't care how long it's been. I, and I don't think I'm letting you dictate my life. I just don't want to see you. Like, I feel like that's completely understandable to just go, yeah, I get it. So we say I this totally about it, alcoholics, just, right? We're like, it. hey, if it's going to cause you trouble, you know, you just can't go in a bar. Sorry, that's it. Even if yeah. you're just going to drink yeah, It's seltzer. been 10 years since you've had a drink. But, like, this is not what we're talking about here. We're not saying, like, as soon as she walks into the wedding, all of a sudden she's like, my old flame. And then, <laughs> then she's busting across the room. That's not what I think the worry is. I don't think it's, oh, I'm going to go run across. I think it's the thought that could start. I think it's the one thing that, that, that flips into mind of I haven't seen that guy in so long. There was emotion there at one point in time. I'm a human being, and that starts thoughts. And, so, and did the other wife thoughts know? Thoughts can go cyclical. It does not say whether okay. the other wife. It just stirs up relationships. I think it's completely understandable to go, it may not turn into anything. I may never see the person again, but that's exactly the point. I never want to see that person again. So, so there you, are people in my life that I never want to see again. I've given up everything on them. They don't dictate my life. They don't change anything. But if I know they're going to be somewhere, I just don't go there. Even if they're going somewhere that you also want to go, you would just stay home and go, well, I guess they get to have this one. Not, why don't you stay home? Why do you get to go to the wedding? And I, I feel like that's more drama than just not going. Yeah, I, I think that's... Uh, this it is, really depends on how important, I guess, the event is. That's right. This is not sufficiently great. One of your kids is going to get married, and this, this some dude you're not supposed to be around decide he's going to show up. Are you not going to come? Of course you're going to come. Like, you're not going to skip... The, it's, it's easier because it feels like it's a peripheral relationship. You're avoiding some of the hard questions by saying, am I okay letting this person's behavior dictate my behavior? Uh, in something of which, like no joke, like I would never miss this for the world, and that guy's not the world. Yeah, I tell you what, put it as a take it out of a wedding and say it's a baptism, just for people in the room for relevancy. Somebody's going to get baptized, and like very dear friend, your son, and like you grew up with this kid, you knew him, and then so and so is going to be there. You're like you skipped the baptism. Not to respond to that with another complication here, but I also don't know if I he trust... He also has six legs. I, I also don't know if I trust the disparity between what she believes are dear friends and all that stuff and what Mac believes are dear quibbles. friends. Quibbles. It's quibbles. It doesn't matter. Like you're, you're, right, you're avoiding the, the, the conversation that says, do I have to make a hard decision? Not, it, it's easier if, you, if, if there's some sort of, hey, I misunderstand the relationship's not that close. Mike's question is, it's a hard decision. Are you going to miss a baptism of a very dear friend's child, maybe someone you even like helped assist youth group and you were part of it or whatever, because some dude who you said you don't want to be around is going to be there. To answer that, yeah, no, I would not miss it. Right, so I'd go. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's the thing. So, like, I, I think the the right point is is that there's not a black and white answer here. The question is that you really have to ask yourself is you know there's you're going to stir up something. Is it worth it? You're going to stir up potential feelings of resentment between the the the. The, the the laggard, the guy who refuses to marry people. You have worry about what feelings or emotional attachments you may have had to this person. Even if you've not thought a lick of them since, you're concerned about what that might stir up in you. You're concerned about what drama it may create between you and that guy or the guy, whoever he's bringing with her on somebody else's wedding. The question is, is it worth it? 
That's the question. Is it, is it worth it to the baptism in that scenario? It's worth the risk because it's that important. The question is, is it worth it here? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you really, really want to go, usually weddings are big enough you, you can figure out Hiding how to bit. be on the other side. See, that's what I thought. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, maybe I was half, I was half, you know, figuring out how to get it done without causing a scene. But yeah. I thought you go, you make sure the kids saw that you showed up, you gift, you're out, you know? And for that reason, I also think it's not that big of a deal if she goes and he doesn't. He do, he's not allowing her to go. Although I'm not sure what yeah, under see, terms Mac is dictating people to do things. That's what I was going to say. That also gets to the, the, the other core of it is yeah. Mac's a schmuck and has been for 25 years. Yeah. Like, that's the problem. And it sounds like they're still not married. No. Like, right. I think they're still dating. Just as I that, woman, just that woman's parents were not Christians, this man is not a husband. Yeah, and yeah. He, he can't dictate her. She gives him too much power to be able to dictate <clears throat> this kind of stuff. If after 25 years, 11 of which might have just been roomies. Just go. Yeah. Like, forget Mac. Go. Yeah. And, What's and, he going to do? Not be your husband? And guess what? He's already doing <laughs> exactly. that. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. The consequence there is not there. He's Maybe he'll move out. You Maybe may this will to, solve every problem right. you got. <laughs> or you may realize that this is the kind of thing that causes another 10 years of roommatehood, and you're still in the wrong dang relationship that yeah. you have been in for 25 years. Yeah. With yeah. a child. Child Mac. Okay, ready? Yep. Secular says. Yeah. I think it's regrettable that your partner is unwilling or na- unable to face your former lover and his wife. Boy, that's a I wouldn't put it. Why that would way. you have to face them? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not like it's a mono yeah. a mono. Yeah. Yeah. On the reception line together. Right. Why won't he contend with him in an alley? <laughs> Be cordial for a couple hours and concentrate on the celebration. But that's the way it is. Send a gift for the bride and groom and stay home. Yeah. Just go. Hmm. Leave Mac behind. Yeah. I mean, I, I just you you don't have to run into people if you don't want to. There's there's a lot of control in it in places like that where you don't I mean I don't think you're going to be forced to eat chicken wings and right next to him. Yeah, but you also don't know if the guy's going to come over. Can't control him. I mean, you can walk away. It's going to create a real That's odd scenario. That's going to be a real awkward situation. Where like if you're it's the like pa- magnets pushing each other away from the side of a dance You're the floor. Pac-Man and he's the ghost. <laughs> That's going to feel real weird. Yeah, but which one are you? The one but, that goes up like, or down or sideways or diagonal? But I mean, at some point, isn't that like super comical? That this person is yes. acting this way. I don't want to speak with you. And there he comes. He's like falling around. At some point, I think at the moment that something so outrageous happens, like it triggers in your brain to go, this is ridiculous. This man is being comically, this is a circus, and I'm not worried about it anymore. So who's on first situation we need to get out of? Yeah. Okay. Mike, you got one more? Okay, ready? Last one. Yeah. Dear life from the past. Is this about... like trouble, like migrants' troubles of assimilating into the United States? No. Okay, good. I was just making sure. Your life from the past. Those Is ethnic, that supposed to be funny? Those ethnic stories don't play. I didn't use one. I, when was the last time I we, we went through an ethnic story? They don't. They don't. People on YouTube don't like them. That's so weird to use the word. Are we ethnic. getting bad comments? Yeah. Okay, I don't care. Here we go. Your life from the past. Every year, my girlfriend and I take each other out for dinner on our birthdays and bring a gift. This year, even though I am currently experiencing financial hardship, I bought her a gift and offered her dinner. What? At the restaurant, she ordered the largest portion of what she wanted. She stated it's what she always orders in that restaurant. I responded that she always takes half of it home. After that, I had offered to buy her dinner for that night, not for two days. <laughs> she you got can very- just stop. I love this so much. <laughs> she got- I love people. She got very angry and said I was ruining her birthday. She then said she'd pay for her own meal. I declined her offer and paid, but now I'm wondering if I was wrong. She did pay for half the appetizer, which I didn't want or eat. <laughs> And she left the tip. Should I have told her before we went out to dinner that I was on a tighter budget? 
Can our relationship be saved? Boy, you're an idiot. <laughs> Wait, so is this my girlfriend is in like dude dating girl, or is this my girlfriend is in like 55-year-old Karen hanging out with 55-year-old Betty? I, I It does not say I would guess uh, dude dating girl. I would put this doofus in his 20s. Weird. I would also put this as two old catty ladies. Hmm. I, that totally feels like two old grandmas that have just recently been more empowered in their 50s and are super excited in life and are taking each other out for girlfriend dates. Huh. Dang it. I suppose it doesn't really matter, but still. I said, I'm only taking you out to dinner. I'm not feeding you for two days. <laughs> I hear my Nana saying that. That's totally oh, oh, I can oh, absolutely oh, hear my Nana oh, saying that. Yeah, oh, boy. You met the woman. Yeah. This is something else. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, that, here's the telling question. Should I have told her before we went out for dinner that I was on a tighter budget? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you should have. Yeah. Go somewhere else? Yeah, you can be honest about it. If it's boyfriend, girlfriend, yes, you can be honest about it. Even if it's stuff. two old gray hairs. Hey, man. Right. I'm also, short. yeah, exactly. Like, if yeah. it's two old gray hairs trying to, yeah, maybe instead of Biagi's this year, we go to Perkins. Yeah. yeah. I, I love you at street taco level. <laughs> yes. That could I'm, be I'm all right. super excited to get you something off the roller grill at the come yeah. and go. Yeah. Instead, because it was all posturing, right? Get whatever you want, baby. I'll have the ribeye. Whoa, fatty. Whoa. <laughs> she got the largest portion of the thing she likes and said, this is what I always get. It's not like she said, give me the double portion of the ribeye, right? She right. probably just ordered what was on the menu. Yeah, the biggest portion means that you got the double portion of pasta at the Olive Garden. Or, like, or like not the brunch size or something, like right. the legit normal entree. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I didn't order the chicken tenders off the kids' menu. I got the full-size seven-piece. She paid for half the appetizer and left the tip. This better be too old That's bitties. not much of a birthday. I mean, yeah, dude, right. Hey, do you want to sit next to me and pay for your yeah, meal? right, exactly, yes. Like, hey, every year we do this once a year. I need you to get that appetizer, yeah. at least yeah. half. Like, I didn't even want that. And, and you, you knew this get was coming. Tip. You knew her birthday was coming. Save up. You spent uh, no time trying to be prepared for this? Financial hardship. You get cans. Yeah. She needs She needs a better boyfriend you or can spend a gray-haired a year girlfriend. To, yeah. <laughs> or, or a better Karen. Or, <laughs> yeah. It. Yeah. But, I mean, also, mm. did, it, did it make mention that it seems like the person that was getting food had any intent or any any idea that the person was having financial no hardship? no not at all no okay. yeah zero i mean okay well then can't. if they did if they do always get that the person isn't being a jerk well how, like, that's just what they right, get i right, mean how right. close can you be to somebody and not know that they're under new financial that's hardship? the truth it's, it's like safe. hey man i re- I, I noticed yeah. that you're wearing hand-me-downs yeah. they're not getting married because they have no communication right issues. exactly i mean, it's like, I, mean I don't know your finances but... at all you could be 120 grand in debt and i have no idea who boy yeah if you're karen's you know calm it down Live yeah. your lives. Yeah, it's just so you know. just be catty for the next year. And if you're boyfriend and girlfriend, you guys need to seriously communicate. Yeah. So the question was, should I have told her before we went out that I was on a tighter budget? Yes. The answer, yes. of course, yes. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Can our relationship be saved? Not if you're in it. No. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Yes. Yeah. No. Foot I, down, Mike Foost. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. Not I'm, if you're a part of it. I mean, I think it could be saved, but it, you know, it's going to be awkward. Oh, Dan, that's realism. One, I mean, one plus oh. U equals zero. <laughs> <laughs> I know my calculus. Yeah. That means I'm a ten. <laughs> yeah. This is why no one's in a relationship with you, dummy. <laughs> I, you know, but but do you notice what like at the very start of the letter he goes or the question, he's like, "We do this," which means like kind of implies year over year over right, year. Yeah, like, they've been around. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if he's marriage material. He's a Mac. He's a Mac made uh, man. Yeah, you're gonna have eleven years of of roomhood or roommate hood. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Mm. and a possible affair. Yeah, okay. Here's a, a secular really says. Years. Secular says strong relationships thrive when there's honest communication. Yes. You and the birthday girl have been seeing each other for an extended period of time. If money is tight, you should have mentioned it long before her birthday rolled around. Yes, she should have been aware of it before you invited her to dinner. Because she wasn't, I can understand why she might have been put off by what she may have interpreted as a snide comment rather than a cry for help. Can your relationship be saved? Yes, as long as you two really start talking to each other. 
Yeah, I mean, do you realize there's two there's two faults that you've well multiple, but like you've put her in such a hard situation. Not only did you not actually give her what she wanted for her birthday, right? Like you yeah. showed up with very little coin, but then you reacted in such a way that now she has to feel like bad about yeah, herself right for how she's behaved, yeah. and like what a crappy position to put somebody in. Especially in the era of the Disney princess. I mean, everybody on their birthday is a Disney princess, you know, and mm-hmm. he did not treat Especially her like a Mike. princess. Especially me. I've seen Mike on his birthday. The I've, dresses I've, are weird. Yeah. Tiara's kind of cute, though. Thank you. I don't know. Booba did it. <laughs> You've been listening to Life from the Path. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us tonight. If you have any feedback for us on the show, I mean, just pick a, pick a portion. This thing ran gangbusters. We had a heck of a night. It's a long one. It's like almost two hours. Oh. Okay, well, I should chop it up just because we're not we're, we're going to be out for a couple weeks. Just for a heads up, I know we're like erratic uh, with the posting of the show. I'm sorry about that. That's that's completely my fault. We'll be here next week. But uh, but like uh, I'm out. I think I'm out. But Ben's I think, out. Yeah, but uh, the the fellows are going to run You're a program. You're not the only part of this show, Ben. That's right. That's what right. a bloviated thing to say. This is you gonna, know what Ben can't make it. We're shutting this all down. Yeah, says Mike, the guy yeah. who made coffee halfway through. <laughs> Here's the thing. That conversation went on for like 20 minutes past the to prime. the point where you walked over and done. started a Keurig machine in the back. You guys, <laughs> listen. You said everything that could be said, and then you put it in a box, shuffled it around, and then started picking out the pieces again and putting it in different orders. We realized that the box could have been packed a different weight. <laughs> I don't agree with Booba. Hey, uh, <laughs> anyway, you've been listening to Life from the Path. Uh, hook us up uh, on the Life from the Path complaint line, 515-517-0085. Call or text that line. you got feedback for us on the show. If you've got more ideas, we've got some gangbuster ideas yes. on this live. Li- LFTP-opoly. LFTP-opoly. That's too many Ps, Mike. LFTP. You've also said gangbusters three times in the last two hours. If you're going to do that, you have to say LFT, just LFT-popoly. Not LFTP-popoly. That's right. LFT-popoly. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Yeah, that's what he's saying to say. Okay, that's right. LFT properly. That's anyway. how I said it. I didn't say LFT PP properly. I don't <laughs> said that. I don't agree with Booba. I, I said PP. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I don't agree with Booba. So we're all on the same page. All right. Anyway, we're gonna cut you loose. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, in the meantime, be faithful in the means. God will handle the ends. You've been listening to Live from the Path. Hopefully. Repeat, the mute button's no work. You try so hard. <laughs> I'll speak when I want. Fight me. There's two arguments here. Could be said that. Yeah. You guys are like a dry waffle. I'm telling you. Sometimes it's hard to do it. <laughs> <laughs>